Vegas, please. All right, guys, we had a good show. I would say, and Scott, you can tell me what you think about this. One, AJ finally said something funny. <laughs> I mean, we should probably leave with that. It was funny, and it was busting on Fez, who somehow is having a fake jacket made. It's a real jacket. No. Green no. jacket, gold jacket, who gives it? <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest with you. It was hilarious when he said that little guy scurried out and started taking his measurements. <laughs> and it says, I need your credit card. Oh, yeah. But between all that, I think we uncovered one of the better bets of the year. And everyone had good. I mean, there was derivative over first quarter, under third quarter, blah, blah, blah. Very good. I mean, I had to say, well, one, that was the funniest thing AJ ever said. Wouldn't you agree, Scott? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> and I think everyone would. I, what do you think, AJ? I thought Don't it was, try to be funny. I thought it was a strong episode. I thought everybody contributed. I thought it was. Uh, there's some great bets to be had. Just because you didn't shine like I shine? Exactly. All right. That's, I liked it better that way, honestly. Hmm. I like when the light's on you. Hmm. <laughs> I, this offer, I, you know, I can make this offer, the you know, the one offer we make each week special for the podcast people. This one's simple because it took me a while to figure out 90 days gets you to April. The NFL season's not even over and 90 days gets you to April, but it does. I checked the calendar twice. You know, Caesar started the calendar. I did not know that. Something about that. I don't know. I saw Rome, the HBO show. Mm-hmm. So I picked up some of it. I, w- I watched Madlock at the bar. Uh-huh. The sound was off, but I'm ready for court. Um, you get that? No. Simpsons reference? No. Hmm. You don't like The Simpsons? I do like The Simpsons. Do you didn't... really like The Simpsons? I do. I bet you like Family Guy better. No. You didn't like the little dog? I mean, that dog's fine, but I like The I bet Simpsons. You liked, I bet you liked, uh, what was The Hill? Hank King of the Hill? Yeah. I like King of the Hill better than The Simpsons. I f- Oh my God! I just had like a shot of yeah. electricity went up my spine, and it I don't said, know about that. and then my voice in the ear is going, "Fire him! Listen, fire him!" If King of the Hill tried to last twenty something years, or thirty something years, it would have it would have never worked. Like, what, what? So what we're saying is, are you saying somehow the Simpsons compromised to last that long? Do you think that you think the Simpsons is strong now as it was fifteen years ago? I, I think it's one of the best shows on TV still. That's all you can ask for. Okay. Though I remember the famous, you know, Bill Cosby used to be on Thursday night. That The Cosby show was 8 o'clock, and it was the number one show, like, for six straight years or whatever. Well, finally, a little before some people thought it should have, it quit. You know, like, Bill Cosby said, I've got other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> it would take a lot of time and energy. <laughs> That was the loudest you ever laughed. I just said something funnier than his funniest line. But anyway, and what they had, the Simpsons used to run directly across the Cosby Show, 8 o'clock on Thursday. One of them on Fox, one of them on NBC. Well, at the end of the episode that ran across from the Cosby finale, you can find this on YouTube. They have a one-off Bart and Homer's watching TV, and it's the Cosby Show. And it says Cosby Show, 1982 to 1991 or whatever it was. And Bart goes, Dad, why is Mr. Cosby going off the air? He goes, well, son, he believes that the integrity of the work is such that he does not want to give the audience anything except his very best. And he thinks at this point he can no longer do that. He's like, he goes, that's great character of Mr. Cosby. 
And Bart goes, if it was me, I'd go as long as I could and keep taking the money as long as I could. And Homer goes, amen, son, amen. And that was the, that was the whole thing. So I guess maybe that proved itself to be it true. It does. Simpsons often do. But Homer has no allegations against him. None. Except, not one. Except with that one. Actually, you think about it. Remember the donut on the babysitter? You I, rem- I don't remember that episode. It was the one where groundskeeper Willie was accused. I do know that episode, yeah. Yeah, that's the same one. Okay. <sighs> Here's the offer. RJ's frustrated. I don't remember every scene of The Simpsons. <laughs> but there, there, there are the seminal. I mean, I haven't watched The Simpsons probably in 20 years. Like, like. The new ones. I've seen. I tell you this: when I was coming back from the Miami Super Bowl, I still remember I was in first class. Fez wasn't. Oh, I was so happy. Um, and I was watching my special TV feed, and they had Simpsons that were contemporaneous. You know, like three years ago. Uh-huh. They were funny as f. Fez cursed a bunch today. I can't do it anymore. Here's the offer. Believe it or not, ninety days takes you through the Super Bowl, through the Final Four, through the championship game, through the end of the NBA regular season. Through the end of the NHL regular season, and you even get a couple weeks of baseball and whatever the UFL, UFL is. It's the combined the XFL rock? and USFL because yeah. they merged. Spring football. So they took that and made it into a crappy name. Yeah. Remember the UFL was a league. <laughs> no, a I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that has to be a probably a hundred million dollar mistake. XFL is such a great name. Merge and keep it. I don't disagree. UFL. The United Football League. They're not united. They are now. Won't be for long when they go bankrupt. <laughs> Why not just call it the USX, USXFL? Hmm. That's too many, too many letters. <laughs> UXFL. <clears throat> I'm going to mute you guys for a second. All right. <laughs> All right. Here, here's the point. And you know, Fez was undefeated. I can't remember what league it was, but one of those leagues, he was undefeated. He was so sad when they, they, they didn't even have the playoffs. Was it during COVID? Yeah. Did he become a master of it? Like- oh, no, no. It was right before COVID, but he was undefeated. <laughs> Fez is here for the show, but he was coughing and sneezing. Here's the offer. All those things are happening. Now, we got pros. Somehow, AJ's at the top of this list, too, but not in bold. AJ, the last 90 days, is somehow up 74 units. That seems crazy. Add six to that from last night. No, no. I'm going to keep 80. Some would say 80s if the rumors are true. 74 units. Great shaker up 45. Good fella up 30 plus. You know, Vaz. All right. Now, why am I saying 90? Because if right now you can get that 90-day all-access, it'd be 449 is the retail price. That's like what other non-podcast listeners pay. You get to save an additional fifty dollars, so that means for less than four hundred bucks for three ninety nine, for three ninety nine you get three months, and it's probably the three. That's not to mention the college bowls. Oh wait, those are done, right? Those are done. Okay, that's not to mention all the NFL playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But all joking aside, if you think about it, a typical month for us is two fifty. You're getting three months for four hundred or three ninety nine. This is if you're ever going to take advantage of, let's say, one of these monthly combos. This is the time. Hockey, how's your hockey going, Scott? How's the best bets? Best bets are great. Three stars, we're we kicking butt. Overall, it's been a back and forth season. But there's no, like, I'm not obligated to bet all your one stars, am I? No. There's no rule about that. There's no rule. Well, about how's that. your three stars? Three stars are winning. 
listen, if there's a lot of options here. Here's the coupon code, VALUE50, V-A-L-U-E-50, VALUE50, gives you 50 bucks off, and everyone's got up their little 90 days. You can pick whoever you want. Fez, AJ, i got to be honest with you, AJ's hot. 74 units plus six, apparently. I don't know if I believe that, but maybe. VALUE50, go to pregame.com, click buy picks, pick your pro for about $133 a month. I just did that in my head. Nice. You get all of it. On to the show. The divisional round off a red-hot first round of the playoffs. I'm R.J. Bell. We've got a full house. A.J. Hoffman, who said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm now up back over 67%. No, 66%. Oh, not 60, quite 67. Yeah, no. I don't want to I don't want to cheat it. Well, don't you want to round up? It's 66.3. So that's 66. Okay. So it's, oh, it's actually over 66 only technically. Only at 66% on the season, AJ Hoffman. Steve Fezzik, who AJ goes, "Oh, but Steve, um you're you're up above 500." No, I said you're in positive units now. Yeah. I mean, but think about that. Like why would he like he has two comments, Fez, and one is I'm at 67%, which he lied about. And then number two, <laughs> he says, Fez, you're up over 500. And you look and go, well, actually, I'm uh, you know, one game below. And he goes, oh, your units, your units. Like That seems like he's drawing attention. You misquoted attention. me twice. How, how'd you say it? I said, I'm over 66%. Why'd you have to pause? Why'd you have to pause? I didn't have to pause. Go ahead. I said I'm over 66% again. Uh-huh. Again, again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had that 0-5 week that drug me down. Uh-huh. And then I said, Fez, you're in the positive for the season. Most importantly, for my clients, I just checked, I'm at despite a crappy draft this well, year, which is unusual. 57, we would say it's all important. 57, the mostly important. Yeah. The most important. The clients, 57%, despite a crappy draft that's in my numbers. So well into the black for the NFL for the year. So that's excellent. Wow, that, that thank God that crappy draft didn't come when it was during COVID. You might have had to get a job. Oh. You might have been an industrial engineer. Or you might have been back in the workforce. <laughs> I still think that's one of the great stories. We didn't have any action for how. So what was it? Was about six weeks. There was no. Yeah, game? Scotty, you weren't around. So basically, <laughs> I shoved. Fez is going to shove with the draft. He had, to like he had nineteen his- picks. Because yeah. I got my 10, 12K a month nut, right? <laughs> and so I, I got to make 36K this month. Or I got to get a job. Yeah. Or I got to do something. It's I gotta, something. I got to do something. He'd be, yes. he'd be like, um, does any colleges want to hear me speak, maybe? You know, <laughs> he'd be like on a speaker tour. <laughs> Scott Seinberg joins, who is having a, a you know, it's hard to get above the, the rockiest of AJ self-promotion. But Scott, 61%. But quietly, quietly on the season, 61 mm-hmm. right here. And I got to be honest with you. I don't really – I mean, I'm well above, you know, in the black. That's the way it usually is. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> if you think about the picks in aggregate, it is kind of stunning. So we went, what, 10-2 and two last week with yep. the picks? Now, even if we ignore the fact that we crossfire a bunch, which is going to what? One winner, one loser, because we played everything at the same line. It's not like, oh, he laid two and a half and took three. So you, you could only be 50% when you crossfire. So we estimated what? Probably two of those, one and a half of those a week. Yeah. It probably was 35 of them. 
So if you take 35 off the winners and 35 off the losers, what's our count on the season? It's like 59. No, I don't want to lie. I, I, I want you I'll to have to count. add it up. Try, yeah. Get out the abacus. It's right here is the abacus. Okay. <laughs> but it's like 59% on, uh, well, let's think about it. One, two, three, four. So 20 picks a week. That's crazy. That's basically three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Pretty crazy. So, and you know what? You guys have been here documenting it. The world documented it. All right. We got a lot of things. Let's get to it. I I actually love these games. I got three I love. Fez, you're not so happy. or, Or not happy. You're not as confident. Is that fair to say? I'm confident that the numbers are fairly tight this week. <laughs> oh, the, this is the classic. Is See, I actually find that, not with you, but this constant, like, oh, you can't beat NFL sides, or you can't beat the NFL. So irritating. I understand. I agree. But to be fair, last week I did come in and say, I know. Kansas City's that's, fucking the best that, bet you could make in the playoffs. That's why I'm saying. That's say- why it was my three-star playoff game of the year. <laughs> that's why I'm saying is I'm not putting you in this category. But oh, there, okay. There is, I, but there is this constant, like, people have that college basketball totals, let's say, right? Or WNBA or whatever. Great. Congratulations. You should bet, but you shouldn't try to tell people about it because no one cares, right? Unless they can if they can follow it and, and it's a proven winner, yeah, they care. But you don't do podcasts about that. Or, or my pet peeve is like some of these guys, they don't have power ratings. And literally like college basketball, they'll say the line's 11. And they'll always say like, you know, poor Brad Powers used to do this all the time. He'd say like, oh, if I could get plus 12, that's a really good bet. But the line was 12. He'd say, if only I could get 13. I agree. Right? I don't know about, I'm not putting that on anyone, but I would that's agree. That's a lot of people say yeah. that though. Well, that, that's no matter what they say, it, no matter what the line is, they'd all. another point. But, but. In some cases, and not naming names, they already have it in their pocket that's two points better than, than whatever line was. You know, it was some yeah, offshore. Sucks book. to be you. <laughs> but I, I, at least I got it at seven and, and a half. And that's another question. Who cares? I mean, let's say that's true. How does it? That's even more the case. No one cares. Unless you think that number might come back and then it might be. Well, then, but the fact that you have it in your pocket doesn't mean anything to that, yeah. though. What do we got? Uh, so I had already adjusted for that. So okay. th- that fifty-seven point eight—that's yeah. that's the or the fifty-eight percent—that's the adjusted thirty-five games off. Fifty-six point four is if you count every crossfire as well. It's pretty strong. I can't lie. I can't lie. Good job, guys, and even you, Fez. You're up units. You're up units. Wednesday bad. <laughs> um, but I, I to just finish what the rationale. My point was is, you, what is the point of this podcast? For example. It's to try to educate, try to give winners. But if, if all we were doing was giving picks, we could put it on a Twitter post, and that would be, it would be very quick. Some people like that. Some people want to hear the full analysis. Some people want to hear Fez's stories. That's a small group, but there's others. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a loyal small following for his stories. <laughs> it's a cult audience. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so... My point is, if you're going to do media, maybe try to like inform or entertain. It's one or the other. Not both? You can do both. No, it's at least one. Okay, way okay. To say it. My career proves that both. Okay. Vi- oh, wait, never. All right, let's get to it. So, Fez, we found a good bet, I think. You were skeptical. Super Bowl, NFC, AFC. I looked at it. I actually downloaded the Westgate app, which I don't have. And said, you know what, I, I'm really curious what this line is. Because it struck me, if San Fran doesn't make it, the NFC is screwed. 
Now we've got a bet. What were we plus two and a half and some money line, right? Some plus money yeah. money line on the NFC, which we made maybe what after week five, maybe mm-hmm. after week four. So I'm thinking, man, if San Fran wins, okay. But if not, I'm not too happy about this. I looked and it said, now what would you have you heard what this line I is? I haven't. All right, so both you guys, I want you to guess if you haven't heard. You, you saw. Oh, I mean, I know the money line between AFC and All right, don't NFC. say anything. No, right. no spread, though. All right, so what, well, but you can, yeah. what would you <laughs> guess? What would you guess the line is? AFC minus two. Okay, that's what I would think. Not, maybe not that extreme. NFC minus one and a half. Okay. I was at, my first thought was AFC minus one and a half, and then I thought maybe I was shortchanging it, like on the on the idea that if San Francisco doesn't is, make it, it's the there's... opposite. I know that's crazy. Yeah, it did seem crazy to me because my thinking was, well, what's the most likely matchup? Baltimore and San Fran. Mm-hmm. What's the line there? Now, Fez has his theory. I don't know if I haven't seen any published lines, you know, perspective lines. What would you guess, AJ? And then we'll go to Scott on San Fran Baltimore matchup. I would guess San Francisco minus one. What would you guess? San Francisco, two and a half. So, Fez, you think two and a half, right? Very confident in that number. All right, so let's assume that that's right. So, in those cases, and I think we did the math, it was, what, 63%? It's going to be at least San Fran makes it. I think it was 63, right? So how- Yeah, so I, I found a line for will um, San Francisco, I believe, make the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think they're like minus 190, take yeah. back like plus 160. So mm-hmm. that would be like you know. So one sixty like or seventy five. Maybe sixty five percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, I don't. Th- well, there's only two steps. We know what the money line is. This game. Don't even need to screw around with it. There's already if there's already yeah. a line for will they make the. Yeah, but the that Super could be. Bowl. I mean, I would. Wouldn't you agree? If there's a difference, you're going to trust the mechanical element. Sure, but I got to factor in the chance they play Tampa and the factor and the chance they play Detroit. So it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, that, you're right about that. So. Um, so I was lazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so. We figure then we're down what about ten cents, right? If we're laying two and a half, um, we're only catching one and a half. We're catching one and a half uh, when the market's two and a half. We're we're minus ten cents. Yeah. About now, the question is, if it isn't San Fran, now we can think. Well, what is it if it's Baltimore, right? And the, and the thing I like about the AFC is. Only Houston is a disappointment, and they're not making it, and they're probably not making it. So if it's Buffalo on a streak. If it's Kansas City with Mahomes back, or if it's Baltimore, you got to feel pretty good if you the AFC. I agree. Again, and, and you're going to be a clear favorite. So what do you think it is? Let's think about this. Buffalo, which is slightly higher rated than Kansas City right now. Mm-hmm. Buffalo versus uh, Detroit. What do you put that line at? Three, at least. Oh, it's higher than that. I was going to say could be three and a half. Four. Remember, Detroit's going to get a massive bump in their power rating should they beat San Fran. But conversely, could be Green Buffalo, Bay. Or, Buffalo. It could be, but, but I'm very unlikely. But Buffalo, um, Kansas City um, are are equally going to get bumps in their power rating should they make it through. I mean, how much more unlikely is it the Green Bay loses the San, or wins against San Fran than it was to win against Dallas? Yeah. I mean, the line was seven and a both, half. Both are extreme. But well, one one was unlikely, and this is ex- much more unlikely. I don't. I mean, what's the? I mean, how different is the money line? Oh, it's like instead of minus no vig, instead of minus three twenty, it's probably like four hundred four forty. No, it's four. I mean, remember we did the the, the the no vig right now. Oh, it's only the line's only nine. Yeah, my, yeah minus so four fifty like plus three fifty. Yeah, yeah, minus three eighty. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're saying very unlikely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, when you do the math, and some of this is estimates, you figure now the line should be what? Pick. All right. So I'm figuring it's it's a bet. 
especially because we've got the other side. So now we can be nice and hedged out. So this is the classic example. It's counterintuitive completely. Let's say we had bet fifty thousand dollars in NFC plus two and a half. So a real number, okay? okay whatever it is. Yeah. And then you say, oh, well, and let's let's even just for the, we bet two and a half, but let's say let's assume we bet three and a half just for. So there's a little more of a middle, okay? Right. So, so well, 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 just because oh, you got the world's greatest bet on the NFC plus three and a half. That's better than betting the AFC plus one and a half. How much did you bet on the AFC? It's completely counterintuitive. Let's assume we bet a hundred thousand uh-huh. plus three and a half. How much do you think we should bet on AFC plus one half if the true line should be, I'll say AFC minus one fifteen, tiny favor. So, they, all right. So we're saying this is a normal ROI if it was just the one side, uh, one hundred thirty thousand. Given we bet already, mm-hmm. and how much did I say we bet? A hundred, and the other one, or whatever it is, I'd say like one hundred thirty percent of what the other bet is, because I think you want to get, you can go with no risk all the way up to the full, the full amount, and thus playing a little bit more seems like at least risk wise. It, it, okay, so so RJ says actually take a position on the AFC. Scott, what do you think? I was leaning with RJ. It's like I would bet a little bit more, even though the NFC plus three and a half is the much better bet. But what does that have to do with anything? What do you think, AJ? I, I tend to agree with them. I, I get what you're saying. The three and a half is a better bet. But if you think the other side is going to win, then well, forget now, about the, about which side's going to win. Just assume. Like, now, if right now, if we had both picks of ava- or bets available, I would want to. Well, in this case, you couldn't lose, right? So I would bet everything I could. But if somehow you couldn't do that, I would want more on the better bet. Well, everybody gets the gold star because you're spot on. It's true. You want to bet, if you bet 100000 on the NFC. You, you could tell when he was want, trying to talk us out. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to make me feel dumb. I was like, oh, great. Here's you want the to time. Like $115,000 the NFC, even though it's not as good a bet, it's still plus EV. So the first 100000 you make without blinking. Uh-huh. And, then you, and then you bet your normal amount above that. And this is all risk. This is yeah. all about risk. Now, if we had a million dollars and we could bet both, we'd probably say, all right, I'll bet, I'll bet 600000 on the NFC and 400000 on the FC. You could do a pure Kelly in that case, yeah. meaning you know yeah, whatever, whatever the way. Whatever. Is. Yeah, perfect. Okay. I AJ would have never said that if he he wasn't piggybacking me. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but what everyone gets wrong, and they, this happens all the time, is well, they not say, everyone. Fact. Not, but but most people is they say, well, the, but what, but but bet A is better. How can I possibly be betting more on B? But but this is why, to be honest, with guys. You know, and you don't even talk too much about this. We should probably do like in the off season talk about some of this. Is and and Vegas Chris was talking about this too. Is the idea of if you got enough outs and you know what a valuable bet is, you're going to be putting a lot of things in action with the idea of well, I'm going to hedge out of that. I'm going to me that's like walking without a tightrope if you don't know what you're doing, or, or I guess walking a tightrope without a net if you don't know what you're doing. With you, it's second nature, but boy, professionals make a lot more money with that kind of stuff than people realize. Would you agree with that? Yes, and I'll throw out a bet I just made today. I played the Super Bowl over 48. All right, I, I see no scenario that's not a good bet. Okay. And basically, Baltimore played San Fran earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and it was 47. But I don't see any logical matchups that I'm going to get a Super Bowl total below 50 on. Plus, San Fran's home is kind of depressive scoring a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And yeah. I got a fast track home in Vegas. Super Bowl is always two points higher than it should be. Everybody bets over, and we're going to get all these good prop bets where we have to go under. That's the way the Super Bowl mm. is. All right, so you're making an interesting point. You're saying since you foresee playing mostly unders in the props – in a way, you're starting to hedge out. You're figuring by going over here, you're, you're already starting your hedge. Exactly. And I'm ah, getting, and I'm getting a savvy. bargain basement 48. There There will never be another 48 
known to man. That's savvy, savvy actually. Is, does Kansas City worry you? No, it's fine. We still okay. got God at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you don't go under God. Come on. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I don't want Kansas City. I but but I mean, it's it's still going to be like worst case scenario. It's forty eight. You don't want God for your over. All right. Now, by the way, Fess sounds really sharp, right? Well, I'm going to be taking him up on an offer he made me in the second game, but the first game, and what we got is everyone's got three picks here, right? Yep. And then in every game, you need at least an opinion. Yep. First game, Houston, Baltimore. Houston seems to play the first game of the weekend every... Every playoff game they've ever had has been the first game on Saturday. <sighs> Let's hope Stroud can change that. Houston, now we're making the line nine and a half, and Baltimore is favored. Who's got something big on this one? It's my five weight. All right, my go. Three. And to be fair, my power ratings actually disagree. All right, I only make it eight. But last week... I gave three reasons why I really liked Kansas City, but really there was like one big reason. It's going to be fucking cold. That's my one. That's your second. That's your second no, one. No, it's the first one. I, no, no that's your second F bomb. I, I can't use any next week. <laughs> okay. um, the I didn't use any last week. Right. Um, it's going to be twenty degrees, and I got a team from Houston, and so immediately I I I feel like the marketplace just never reflects that enough, um, especially because Houston, a dome team. A precision team with C.J. Stroud, it is going to hurt their offense significantly. So 25, got, 25 degrees in Houston right now. It's 20, I, don't be, yeah. I don't care what it is right now. For the game time, it's going to be <laughs> so, in Houston. Yeah. Got some numbers on that. In the last 20 years, when a dome team has played outdoors in the playoffs in sub-30-degree weather, it's only happened eight times in the last 20 years. Those teams are 2-6 and six straight up, losing by 10 points per game. My man. Well, actually, um, there's some serious studies going way back to even, I mean, even before maybe, but 2005, the guy that, um, I always forget, he's the one that went to ESPN and was a fighter pilot. I always forget his name versus um, someone else I mix him up with, but uh, he's at ESPN now in the analytics. I can look it up and get the name in a second. Waldron? Seth? No, 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 no. Uh, Brian Burke did the research. Now, this runs only through 2000, this is 2000 through 2011. I was in the archives checking this out. But if it's below 20 degrees and it's a dome team during that time, they were 0 for 8 to win the game. And they only won, if it's 30 or below, 30 degrees or less, let's say, or colder, 3 of 23 straight up. 3 of 23. Now, they don't have the ATS, but... It's the one group. Even you think warm weather, warm weather handles the cold so much better than a dome team does. For what I mean, maybe because they're not used to hardly any elements. But uh, so Miami, as much as they funny were, windy in Miami. Yeah, yeah. So they're used to some of it. But you got something just with Houston. Yeah, it's so just, more recent. Just Houston specific in their history. They've been in the playoffs twice on the road in sub 30 degree temperature. They got blown out in New England in 2017. And didn't cover. 16. They did not cover. And they got blown out in Kansas City in 2020. 51 31. Did not cover that one. Was that the one they well. were That's They were at 24 nothing. Yeah. <laughs> didn't they fake a punt in that game? But but in a weird way, that's the thing. That was when the end you get, of Bill O'Brien. When you get that, when you're up that big and you're conservative, people lambast yeah, exactly. you. So the fact they're faking punts says he knows the story. And there was one regular season game where the Texans played in sub thirty degree weather, and that was last year against Tennessee. They actually won that game nineteen fourteen. 
All right. So, and my numbers were all regular season uh, and playoffs, so combined. All right. So, Fez, you think the weather helps? What else? I think the situation's bad for Houston. So what's what's everyone talks about playing with house money? The old playing with house mm-hmm, money is mm-hmm. good. I don't think so. The my experience has been people who've been winning big in a casino and are like throwing around tips and betting on the roulette wheel lose it all back real fast. And Houston's been a monster successful season. Fat, drunk, and happy. Like oh okay, you know let's see how far we can go. We just blew out Cleveland. I think that's a bad spot now to have to go to Baltimore, knowing even if they get lambasted, they still had a great season. What effect do we give to Stroud, who seems to transcend? Now, we've had two quarterbacks now, right? The Bengals have a quarterback. Even though he's in division, I respect. But it's like he turned around the entire organization, it seems. A team that couldn't win. We had the, oh, Stafford couldn't overcome Detroit, but Joe Burrow was able to come in and say, oh, Alabama beats LSU a lot? Not with me. Oh, you know, whatever about Cincinnati? Not with me. But now it seems like Stroud is doing the same thing. I mean, he is, if we rank the quarterbacks right now, is Stroud the third best quarterback? Oh, God, no. Really? Yeah. Now, no. by the way, just going to your list that you haven't updated for three weeks of quarterbacks isn't the answer, but go ahead. <laughs> I have them 11th. 11th? That seems low. Out of only eight teams remaining? What backers oh. are better? No, these are all the quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, 11th is crazy. Okay, well, I got God one, <laughs> Josh Allen two. Um, all right, that's wrong. Hurts, I had three, but he's, he got injured. So a healthy Hurts. Um, a right. healthy Hurts? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Tua was four. Maybe I haven't updated this. Yeah, I think sick. I, 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 well, I got, but I, I, I got, pulls it out. It's got, like, yellow yeah. on the edge of it, the printout. Lamar Jackson. At least uh, fifth. Dak Prescott. You got him fifth? Yeah, of the, in eight, the, league. Of the eight left. Purdy. Of the eight left? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and give staff. The, give me the list. Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Purdy, Stroud. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. I mean, he's left, yeah. I, first of all, I... I look at. I mean, here's I got the him thing. The same as Goff. Put, puts him ahead of Goff, Baker, and Jordan Love. I got Goff and Stroud equal. Uh, I, you know something? Listen, there's some. I mean, Baker obviously is going to be at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Lamar. And here's the thing with Lamar. I've got to separate my disdain for the group think that is around Lamar. I think that, I'm the same way. That that I don't appreciate the fact that he is. You know, one, he's grown a lot as a player. But my question is, well, then how did he win? He was, what, the only unanimous MVP? Or I think one other person ever has been. And he was in uh, 19. But somehow everyone's saying how much better he is now. It's like, well, then how was he? Oh, I don't think anyone's saying that. Oh, no, no, everyone's saying that. Really? Yeah, it's like, oh, he could hardly throw back then, you know? And it was like, okay, then why did he win the MVP? But he ran a lot better. (laughs) Brady was the other unanimous one. Okay, so one time, though. 2010, yep. So 2010, 2019 are the two best years for any NFL player ever since there's been an MVP, effectively. That doesn't sound right. Or even if it does, it doesn't mean he can be that much better now. But it does feel like it's – and then literally it was how dumb the OCs were, except the Ravens were brilliant because they went and made a full commitment to Lamar right when they drafted him, right? That's the narrative. But then it was what? That went a year too long, and now they're idiots. Free Lamar, let him cook. It's like – it doesn't – to me it's so contradictory. It obscures the fact he's an elite quarterback. Now, listen, I'm not the only one. When Mike Sando from The Athletic does his, his tears, 
Lamar's never been in the first tier. Never. And it was usually, what, five quarterbacks a year. Yeah. So this year, I think he was ranked eighth or ninth. I think he's, this year you got to give him credit for, steps him up. But I don't know. Would you rather? Who would you rather have right now for the rest of their career? So there's a little bit of that. I'm actually going to give you an interesting name, yeah. and and you and people might call me crazy. I'd rather have Jordan Love than C.J. Stroud. No, than Lamar right oh. now for the rest of their careers. Oh, but, I, I agree. What, I agree what, with that. Look at look at what Jordan Love did in the second half of the season to now. The Packers are the second best offense in the NFL since Week Nine. Who Stroud or Lamar? Oh, Stroud or Lamar now for the rest of their career. Stroud, not even close. Lamar's a running quarterback. It, it, I don't even last. know if he'll be in the league in three years. But it, in three years? Yeah. You've seen it again and again. How, how many of these guys? Cam Newton, MVP. That's but he doesn't, later, take, he doesn't take hits like that, though. Oh. And plus, Cam never went. In theory, let's give Lamar I'm going to be the Lamar defender now. He has stepped up to the point that even if he didn't run, he'd be a, a what, a top 12 quarterback? I, I don't believe that. Really? No, I, I think him. The threat of him running makes his passing look a lot better. I, I think if Lamar ever has an injury like Joe Burrow did, let's say, like let's say or Aaron Rodgers, he tears his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. He'll never be a top ten quarterback again the rest of his career. All right. Well, listen. It's for the record now. I am more optimistic and pro Lamar. Mm-hmm. So I got that All off. Right. By, but in these in these con- playoffs, I'd rather have Lamar than CJ. All right. And I'd much rather have Lamar next year, obviously. Okay. So. Stroud, though, and I do think this whole idea of, oh, rookie quarterbacks and all that stuff in the playoffs, maybe this is different. So um, Alan Boston talked about one of his favorite pet theories in college basketball. This was years ago, was these flat spots that teams have. Inevitably, it's like Duke, they're laying 23. And he said he lost a lot of money on that in the 2010s because he didn't realize with all the AAU with the professionalism of the amateur game, all of a sudden these flat spots weren't there as much as they would be when the kids were like eating tacos and you know who knows what, right? I think maybe with a guy like Stroud that played multiple Michigan high state games, that played Georgia in the championship game, that maybe these big moments aren't too big for them because how different is a college playoff game? Now the level of competition is different. But in theory, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the bright lights change things. But how much brighter is a first-round playoff game last week than a high state Georgia? Oh, oh I agree with you. I just think the, t- the cumulative 20-game schedule is what's going to get him, that he's just not used to that. But he's played better in the last couple of weeks since the concussion than he did before. He, I thought he, he peaked in mid-year. I think he had his best play. I think he games. did before, right around the concussion time. But I think since then... I don't know. I mean, he played great last week. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that was ultra impressive. And he played so, pretty well against Indianapolis. Pretty well in a quasi playoff game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he played all that well. He played well. I mean, he he they, they're right on the doorstep of losing. His QBR was eighty eight point two in that. All right, I stand. He, he played pretty well. <laughs> I stand corrected. That was probably what one of the seven or eight highest QBRs of the year. Yeah. Indy ran the ball a lot, so they ate a lot of clock in that game. Yeah, but eighty eight. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it doesn't feel like Stroud. No one's saying Stroud is fading right now, mm-hmm. no. right? Yeah, the, the last two weeks are his two highest QBR weeks of the season. The the playoff game and then week week uh, 18. Which yeah. essentially was a playoff game. Yeah. What happened to that prior peak that we were talking about? Uh, the well, prior I'm, I'm peak. I'm just saying like the four game. <laughs> if you took the six game moving average, I think mid-year he was he had his best six week. Why Why a six game? <laughs> why not? I mean, that's why it's in his peak. That's what I was like, remember, you saw Animal House, right? Yeah. When he goes up, he's given names. Belushi's given names, and he goes, "You're a flounder." Why? Yes. He goes, "Why?" He goes, "Why not?" Why not? <laughs> and he just burps it. <laughs> <laughs> he burps it. 
What a great movie. <laughs> so Fez is like, why six weeks? Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Even the stuff Makes we sense. didn't steal. <laughs> but I'm on Baltimore as well. It's my three weight. Uh, and I think, first off, Saturday home teams in the playoffs traditionally do better than the Sunday home teams. Saturday home teams. So give these stats. So Saturday home teams since the playoffs expanded to this format in 2020, they're 10 and 5 ATS covering by 6.23 points per game, those Saturday home teams. And like if you want to say rest advantage is the advantage there, well, it's it's split both ways. It's five and two, five and three. So it's not like it's the rest means anything. And with you know, well, it's not the driver. It's not the driver of it. It's just Saturday home teams in the playoffs since 2020, 10 and five ATS. In fact, if you go back till 2012, the Saturday home teams are 28, 17 and two ATS. I also think Baltimore. So let's compare that to the Sunday. To Sunday, home team since 2012, 29, 41, and 2 ATS. Since 2020, 9 and 15 ATS with a negative 2.25 margin. Now, my thought is I bet if you looked at the, maybe when someone, when Fez is talking, telling a story or something, you can look this up, is I bet the, the average line is significantly less on Saturday than Sunday, is my guess. The best teams. They usually are going to want a marquee. Well, that's interesting. Right? So maybe that's there's why some... Houston keeps playing on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> there might be something to that. But um, I can't think of any other reason. I don't really – I thought the rest disadvantage or advantage might be a driver, but Saturday just better than – So the Saturday average line is a pick em. And okay. the Sunday average line is – oh, you know why? Because I didn't do favorites. I was yeah. just thinking about the Thursday idea that, you know, the – Just the one last day. The edge one, yeah. Well, that could make sense. But in this one, since 2020, the rest hasn't meant anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, average line well, no, on – he meant with one less day because Saturday, gotcha. by definition, yeah. is going to – Especially yeah. if you're stacking, you know, a home-home team against a team that's that might be road-road or might be home-road. You know. So the Sunday average line is laying four, 4.7. Mm-hmm. Saturday is laying 3.8. Okay. All right, so a point, but I, I've got a few uh, macro trends. First one is just since this new era, right? And to me, I, it's been three full seasons with the new playoff, and this is the fourth format. The uh, And now we're only looking, though, at the teams that had a bye now. So it's the bye team, so there's only been six of them in three years. This is now seven and eight, two and four against the spread. But mm-hmm. it's a tight – it's a tight – ATS margin, but here's the thing: one over five unders, and the unders by almost ten points per game. So think about that a second. Now the only over was Green Bay and the Rams in 2020, then 17 points under for the Browns Chiefs. That was after they beat Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Minus 13 points Titans Bengals. Minus 24 points Packers 49ers. So buy teams go under. Yeah. Chiefs, Jags were five points, and Eagles, Giants were three points. So there's an under trend, it seems. Now, if you defense actually, rested, offense rusty. Mm. But if you go back and look from 2001 and all the years there were two buys, it's actually slightly over. So I, I think don't, that's more significant. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It does feel different. Um, I mean, we know there's a difference. The question is, is it what's more significant? You know, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. Um, all right, yeah. So I think that's the driver there. I actually have a pick, but you want to finish yours? Yeah, I think Baltimore is at a really interesting spot here with the time off and also with the strategy of utilizing players in this game. And here's what I mean. Mark Andrews practiced today, like fully practiced today. 
and he could actually play on Saturday. Now, he said if he doesn't feel 100%, he's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play. I think it'd be. Wait, he's saying if he's 98% in the playoffs, he's not going to play? He said that the guys, meaning Isaiah Likely, who's been filling in for him, have been doing such a great job that he's not going to push himself to go out there if he's not 100%. What a system. That an extra, week, <laughs> an extra week might benefit him. Now, if he does play. No doubt. Yeah, maybe if they, yeah. especially if they're out of the playoffs if, if he can go, to, if, go golfing. Well, I think the nine-and-a-half-point favorites thing has something to do. I don't know. But uh, if he plays, big, big boost now to the Ravens' offense. They also, like, released Melvin Gordon – which tells me that they're going to elevate Dalvin Cook from the practice squad. Now, I'm not saying Dalvin Cook's going to be their leading rusher in this game, but he's a guy that has fresh legs and has a ton of experience. And maybe Harbaugh might lean on that in a a playoff game where, yeah, you have some guys that are banged up, but here you have a back with all these years of experience and fresh legs because he barely played for the Jets this year. They're going to elevate him to the active roster. I think he can have an impact in I, I this game that do, people aren't expecting. I think they had to let Gordon go because he was fumbling. So they just couldn't they couldn't trust him. To me, else. where your info is interesting is if you're looking to go under some of the bigger names for the Ravens, right? Meaning uh, whoever the— Gus Edwards. Yeah, the main back. Okay, maybe he gets four less carries, mm-hmm. and, and that means something. I right? do think that if, if, if what I'm saying is going to happen and Dalvin Cook is elevated to the active roster, which it makes sense he would be because right now it's just— Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, I think he's going to see the ball. I think he's going to get the ball. I think he's going to get some carries. Has he broken game. a tackle all year? Has he had a carry all year? I mean, he barely touched the football with the Jets. Well, there's a reason. Yeah, I, I I do think that you sign people because you're probably going to give them some. I, I don't know if it's this week or not. But, again, that's the beauty of these same-game parlays or, or all the props. Any angle you got, you can find a way to get exposure to. He's got an angle that, that maybe these guys – so maybe it's over – on the back, he thinks it might mm-hmm. get some time, or maybe it's maybe go under. You know who knows. Um, my pick on this game is the first half Baltimore. Now for the game, I actually lean Houston, but if you look at the first half stuff, well, Baltimore by themselves have had a really hot start. They're the leading team. Their margin at halftime is number one in the NFL. Eight point eight points per game, and. Um, AJ, you've got something similar to this. You like the first quarter. I like the first quarter, yeah. Is this one of your weighted picks? Yeah, this is my four weight. Uh, They've outscored their opponents at home. Their eight home games, they've outscored opponents in the first quarter 66 to 26. And that includes the week 18 or week uh, 18 game against Pittsburgh where they got outscored 7 0 in the first quarter. Their, Their backups did. So in games that they've actually had their starters out there, meaningful games, 66 to 19 in the first quarter. They have they have been a hot starting team all season long. So the best team in the first half, but this is what really pushed me over. And by the way, the uh, five and a half is the line for the first half, and three or two and a half is out there for yep. the first quarter. But this one is the eye popper, Fetch. Well, Check. Well, you know, I got six and a half at Circus, so five and a half is a good number. Ooh, I'm not okay. It's not out there, but Circus saying, you know, emphatic. Sharp side, sharp side. Yes. I like it. Now, um, this is the eye popper, though, is if you look at these six teams that had to buy during this modern era, this is their scoring margin in the quarters. All right. So for the game, they win by eight and a half points. Mm-hmm. All right. The 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 team with the buy in the first quarter plus three points. In the second quarter plus seven point seven. 
or check that, 7.6. Now, that's crazy. So they're leading at halftime an average score in these games of um, 16. 10.6? To, to six, no, it's uh, 16 to 5.4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 16 to 5.4. Now, in the third quarter, they're actually outscored by two points, and they're outscored in the fourth quarter. So literally these six home teams have been outscored in the second half even though they've been winning, how far the, back does that go? It's the six. It's the six teams that fall. So that goes back to 2020. Okay, but if we look at all of it back to 2001, it's a similar, though not as extreme. Mm-hmm. So the first quarter, they uh, the the home the team that is um, the buy team is uh, 1.3 points. The second quarter, three points. Third quarter, 0.7. Fourth quarter, one. And they only win the game by Mm 6.3. So it's still a heavy, heavy, the front. And it's not like these are all blowouts because they're only winning by 6.3. So unfortunately, AJ, you don't get the second quarter numbers here that were so strong. But it's a, and and Houston actually in the first quarter this year has been outscored. Second quarter, they've done fine. So that helps you. So I think maybe you split your bet, whatever, whatever. But I want to go double result. Some books offered the double result prop. Yeah, I like to that. Win, to win first half. Yes. And well, to just win the game. Yeah. Yeah. So you're figuring if you like, as you do, them for the game, why there's probably a sweet value on them winning the first half Cause, also. Because normally, ties lose on the first half. So like, the, if the first half money line, by example, is minus 260, mm-hmm. you might get a double result like at minus 160. Yeah. yeah, and, and plus if they you, win the first half. You're probably gonna plus win. you can go alternative line in the first half. You could, yeah. I mean, go like nine. So what I'm saying is lots the, of options. By the, way, the Ravens have been down at halftime twice all year. And and listen, Stroud, the back door is going to be open. They're I not, like this. They're not going to give. A, I like the first half the best. Yeah, really uh, Ravens 14 and three ATS in the first half this year. It's all done. Right. Who's if DraftKings has the five and a half? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one. All yeah. right, so officially, though, Fez with his five-weight, Scott with his three on Baltimore for the game, mm-hmm. and Fez parenthetically says, but I like RJ's pick better. That's only my three-weight, Fez. That's how maybe, I, maybe if you're if you're cruising at halftime and you laid the nine-and-a-half, maybe you play something back the second half. There you yeah. go. <laughs> or play fourth quarter on Houston plus one. And, AJ, you have your four-weight. My four-weight on the first quarter minus two-and-a-half. I also have one more stat that's probably going to annoy you. Oh, okay. If you don't mind. Oh, wait, wait, let me let me do it for you. Who have they beat? Yeah. So the the Ravens, like I think the Texans' defense. Everybody's talking about how they've they've got the defense playing so well, and then when you go through their schedule, you realize why the defense is playing so well. Oh. That the Texans have played all season long one team in the top ten of EPA on offense. That was the Ravens, Week One. The next best offense per EPA the Texans have played all season long is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like they just haven't seen any good offense on like for the the other side, the Ravens have faced five top ten offenses this year. They went five and zero against them, allowed less than sixteen points per game. That defense is battle tested. I don't think the Texans' defense is battle tested. I, I think seeing this Ravens offense oh, is going to be a culture shock. I, I I think we we all agree that Houston's defense is not the investment. If you're betting Houston, you're not betting on their defense. I tell you this: if 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 Baltimore's up fourteen and a half. And, it, and the numbers, right? I would look at Houston to win the game, and here's why: one, you know they're going to throw from behind. But let's imagine Baltimore's up 14, and let's imagine they're up 17, and let's imagine it gets to seven with eight minutes left. Here's the elephant in the room that we haven't yet said: Lamar 
is one and three in the playoffs. That's four games. He doesn't have more than one touchdown pass in any game, and he has at least an interception in every game. So his his playoff numbers are atrocious. I mean, his average yard, he had, I mean, I'll pull him up as we were talking, but I mean, I think the tails here make sense. I think if Lamar's up up and everything's going smooth, they're going to roll. But boy, if I, I, I would say this, Fez, and this is what I said about Green Bay last week, is if it's a tight game with eight minutes left, don't you like Houston more than you would a typical team in that point spread range in that spot? Yes, but if they're if Baltimore's up fourteen and a half, they're going to be laying two in the second half, and the the live wagering number is going to be like fourteen to one with a straddle of like lay seven thousand. Yeah, so if it's not a right so, number, it's yeah, not a right it's, number. So, so I agree with you. Like if Baltimore's up seven. I can bet I can bet Houston to win outright. I, if it gets to fourteen, it's just a bridge too far. Unless they put a dome in Baltimore to play in the well, second and, half, and that's I, th- I think the weather is going to be a factor here. Uh, it says highs in the low thirties, winds gusting twenty five to thirty miles an hour. Not ideal if you're the, the passing team trying to make a big comeback. Yeah, and and, and I, I guess what I'm saying is, it, let's forget the whole if they're up at halftime. Let's say that if it's a tight game late. This I agree with. Baltimore strongly. tightens up. Uh, well, if it's a tight game late, we've seen in the past it's hard to trust Lamar Jackson in in the playoffs specifically, and CJ well, it's Stroud. hard to trust Lamar Jackson at any point in the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's nothing with tight games. And, they're not even in tight games usually. And CJ Stroud is an unknown, but with one no, positive not, data point. Well, no, no, they're not. He's not an unknown. He's someone that doesn't seem to ever choke. Yeah. Never. He makes really I mean, good decisions he does. with the game on the line. Really good decisions. I mean, you know you don't live in Houston anymore. You don't have to be anti-Houston. I'm, dude, they're I'm not, very not, pro C.J. Stroud. Really? They're, they're not letting yeah. you back in. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but since I'm now the pro-Lamar person here, I'm, Scott, read, read some details on his performances in the playoffs. All right. Uh, 2018. Uh, Rookie. 14 for 29, 194 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Now, in high school, that would have been all right. Yeah. In the 80s. Uh, 2019, 31 of 59. Okay. 365, one touchdown, two interceptions. All right. And then 2020, he played two games, 31 of 48, 341, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Ooh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's combined? That's combined, yeah. Oh, no, give yeah. the individual games, please. Okay. No, it's just because it's it's hard to really. Sure. I'm thinking. I don't remember him having a second game over 180 so, yards. So the first game was against Buffalo, and he threw for 162 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, rushed for only 34 yards, and then against Tennessee, threw for 179 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. How the hell did they beat Buffalo? <laughs> did have a bit. They lost to Buffalo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah was, uh, well, Buffalo loses too. It was, no, they beat yeah, Tennessee they and lost oh. to Buffalo. Oh. Okay, yes. all yes. right. Now, now he did rush for a monster game against Tennessee. That's what I was going to say. Since you did mention the rushing, you should probably yeah. just rattle it off. Yeah, 136 yards and a touchdown against Tennessee. But how about those other games? Buffalo nine for 34 did not. Uh, yeah. did, did not. So let's just say this: if this was Baker Mayfield, he'd be getting crushed. They'd be, how do you get that many yards running, but then also crash them? So I'm not, and listen, I'm not saying Lamar can't overcome. John Elway was known, you remember this, Fez, in 1995, John Elway was considered a choke artist, right? They went to three Super Bowls, 0 and 3. He wins two of them, and now the legacy, and he did that at age like 35 and 36. You know, Elway could have been the weirdest cat when it came to that because he was so clutch in all the other playoff games. Well, because he was playing the Browns, and he, that's part of it. Yes, <laughs> and then he just sucked in the uh, in the Super Bowl so bad that that became the the mantra. Yeah, 
All right, good good conversation. First game, second game. And this is the one I'm going to take Fez up on. A back Green Bay, San Fran. San Fran, nine and a half is our number. What do we got here, guys? This is my five-weight. Scott and I oh. both have a five-weight. Go ahead, oh. Scott. Yeah, my five-weight is on the over, 50 and a half. Uh, looking at, first off, let's just start with the 49ers. We know what they're capable of on offense. They average a league-high 28.9 points per game this season. The Packers, though, made a season turnaround after week eight. Since week nine... They're eight and three is their record. They are second in the NFL, only behind San Francisco in EPA per play. They are averaging 28 points per game over their last nine games, including the playoffs. And Jordan Love is playing like a top tier quarterback. Their offensive line is playing great. Second in the NFL in pass block win rate in that time. And Look at what Jordan Love did last week against the Cowboys, even when under pressure, threw for 152 yards and two touchdowns under pressure. I think that Packers are going to put up points in this game, and I'm extremely confident in the 49ers putting up points in this game. They have, in in the last two years, or just go back to the last 22 home games, they have 16 wins by 12 or more points. They put up a ton of points in in at home. They put up a ton of points this season at home. I think both teams are going to have success offensively. All right. So to me, one, this runs in the face of the one and five. But again, that's a small sample. So, mm-hmm. I, but this is what I think: the buy team under trend. Yes. Yep. Yes. Thank you. That's clarifying that. I think this plus Green Bay is I like a lot better, and, and I don't even like Green Bay necessarily. Mm-hmm. But here's why: if San Fran gets up big, and Jordan Love's thrown from behind, and those yep. pass rushers are unleashed. And San Fran runs the ball a lot when they're ahead. They could really take the air out of this game. But if this is a tight game, I think you're right. San Fran's getting their point. So to me, Fez, I think Green Bay plus uh, nine and a half and the over, though it's counterintuitive in some ways, I think the, the, at least game San state Fran wise. is going to score 30. Well, but the, the, the over-under is only 29 yeah. and a half. So right, if that's right. the case, we could. But what I'm thinking is. Green Bay has trouble scoring if they're throwing from behind. They should be able, if they can run and 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 mix it up. They should score well. You I know, have a couple. Running back's been injured all year, and he looked well. He's back now. Yeah, yeah. he looked I, see, I, really good. And they're actually, if you look at the the past, you know, several weeks, they're one of the most balanced teams in the NFL as well. A couple of concerns I have with the Packers defensively. They're horrible against running backs in the passing game. 27th in DVOA against running backs catching balls out of the backfield. Who's the greatest in the league at it? Christian McCaffrey. So I think that's where McCaffrey could have a big game in the passing game here. And also, Green Bay is playing their fourth road game in five weeks. And all their last four couple of games were playoff games. They were must-win games mm. against Dallas in the playoffs last week, I like against this. Chicago at the end of the year, Minnesota the week before that, even Carolina the week before that. Yeah. It's all been must-wins. At some point, the wear and tear might catch up to you here. So that's the concern I have about Green Bay as far as defensively being able to hold well, so I think San Francisco very, down a little bit. very savvy point. Yeah, I like that point. But, I mean, you can make the same point about Houston. You can make the same point about Tampa. You can make the same point about Buffalo. Well, they, notice I took nine in. and a half with I think, Baltimore. I think against. it's savvy for all four. <laughs> okay. I think there's a four savvy points. I mean, Houston hasn't – I mean, but part of this is the fact that there are four out of five road games. Mm-hmm. So Houston has ju- just played at home. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So they're not as road. But they, I'm saying they've, had, they've been in the must-win situation now for several weeks. 
Yeah. Well, in the playoffs, I mean, what? And Buffalo's been a must-win. No, for six that years. that I agree for sure. But somehow, I don't think he's going against Buffalo. Somehow, they, they, there is no way he's on Buffalo. No, no way. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but let me ask you very specifically: mm-hmm. if you knew for a fact Green Bay is going to be down fourteen with eight minutes left in the second quarter, do you still like the over? Yes. Okay, I don't because Green Bay's defense. I don't think will is going to. St- I think Sarah. I think this is. Then why not go over twenty nine and a half then? Oh, I think I think both teams go over. I'm happy. I'll go over twenty nine and a half. I think this is a 31-21 finish. Game goes over fifty and a half. Forty ers cover the nine and a half. Both teams go over their team total. So what? What's your final score? 31-21. 49ers. He, he slips it right in there. <laughs> um, I thought you said both teams cover. I'm a little. No, out I said it. both teams go over their team <laughs> yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. So, Fez, do you agree with me that the game state-wise, Green Bay throwing from behind doesn't look near as juicy for them? S- as if- S- Sure, it's as easy. I mean, I could just flip it around. What if San Fran trailed 7-21? to 21? No, I, but- I bet like crazy on the over at that point. Yeah, because so so I can't. It's an even sum game. I, I mean, all the states can't help the over. So obviously, when the favorite is up fourteen, that's good for the under. Generally, but it's especially I think for a team that some team like. Here's the thing: when Kansas City's down fourteen, you want the over. Yeah, I mean, and but but again, you're saying they're the favorite. But I'm yeah. I'm saying in an example, um, like I'll tell you this: Kansas City, Buffalo, anyone that has the under. Better really hope that no one gets a lead because both of those guys are coming back. I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but you make a great point about the idea that all the game states can't favor one thing or the total would be higher. By, by the way, I think that this is a, a savvy point. I think it's true in every sport. So, guys, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong if it, if it isn't. I think all things being equal, when a big underdog has a substantial lead, you want to bet over. And I think every sport, can you think of it? Mm, that's good. Like in a college basketball. Because their ability to come back is so much better, the favor. For instance, if, if Gonzaga, when they're, they're maybe that's a bad example because they're not, not any good this, mm-hmm. you know, this year. But if, I, if, like if Connecticut trailed Rutgers 25 to 40, all right, I'd love the second half over mm-hmm. because it's, it's, go, it's going to be, they're, gonna, they're better athletes and they're going to pick up the pace. But ability to pass is a part of the football equation with that, you'd think. Right? Yeah, sure, sure. So, AJ, what's your general handicap? Uh, well, first of all, I, I, my, my five weight is on the first. Oh, you got to, okay. Yeah, it's the first half team total over. For Green Bay, it's set at nine and a half. Oh, here we go. And uh, notice this. Now, notice that this is interesting because this is contrary. Remember, RJ just gave you the stat. Was that was that by teams though? That by teams. But oh, never mind. But never San, mind. San Fran's a by. Oh, oh, so it does apply. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he just basically to, to summarize, RJ just said that by teams kick ass in the first half, mm-hmm. and you're going, and now you're playing pro first half on Green Bay. Well, I'm I'm saying I, I'm with Scott. I think both teams score plenty here. But I think Green Bay's offense comes out hot, just like they did against Dallas. Now, I'm going to let you make the point, but there's a point to this that I think goes well beyond what he's saying. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the, fir- the first half team total, like I said, set at 9.5. The Niners in the last five games have allowed 11.5 points per game. Doesn't sound like a whole lot, right? No, it's not. But that includes games against Drew Locke, Carson Wentz, oh, and geez. Sam Howell. Like, they're playing against garbage can quarterbacks and still giving up points in the first half. Jordan Love, like so 11, said, 11 and a half is for the first half. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, nine and a half is the number. Eleven and a half is what no, they've I'm been saying, giving up. But that's well, yeah. When you said eleven He's and a half, over nine and a half is his bet. I understand that. He said they're giving up eleven and a half points. I'm thinking no. that's not a lot. I thought he meant for the game. But let's be specific. Eleven and a half is the points they gave up in the first half. In the first half of for games. How many weeks back? Five straight weeks. Okay. And these professional quarterbacks are, are horrible. Drew Locke, Carson Wentz, and Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So semi-professional quarterbacks, at least. Uh, Carson Wentz isn't a, a good quarterback? No. Really? Interesting. I, think, I, Carson seen, Wentz? I think Carson Wentz it would be probably borderline a starter in the league if it wasn't for the locker room stuff. I, I'm certain of it. When's the last time he played well? He won a I game mean, he week played 18? great for Indianapolis. He won a game week 18? <laughs> he played great for Indianapolis. Look at his numbers for Indianapolis. He was like 28 touchdowns and six in a Look up his numbers for Indianapolis real quick. All right. Here's the thing. I was giving him a chance, but I, I'm, you know, I can't not say it. I know what you're going to say. I figured you would. Green Bay has been taking the, the the coin toss. So when they win, they've been receiving. I like over. Well, I think there's a couple things here, right? One, I think San Fran wins the game probably, but I I think there's a same game parlay here that Green Bay gets a lead and just who knows they keep rolling because if they do have a lead, they're dangerous, right? So I like that. I also like over in the first half, or I'm sorry, the first quarter. And because I think if Green Bay gets the ball, which they will, unless something changes, which it could, you know, it's no lock. It's it, yeah, probably seventy-five percent. Sure. Oh, I think it's fifty, even if they were both deferring, right? It's seventy-five percent. You're right. It's at least if 75%. he loses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, at worst, it's fifty-fifty. Green Bay takes the ball. If San Fran wins a toss, Green Bay is getting the ball. And, and I think it's more. Yeah, I think it's more. Because last week it did well for it them. It kicked ass so much. That yeah. Why, why screw around with it? But yeah. let's be honest. If Green Bay does that and they have a fourth and three on the 45, they're going to be higher variance than they would have been if they didn't take the risk of taking the ball. I agree. And if somehow they do score, San Fran's going to really be diligent to come back. So I think over in the first quarter is, it, is the best way to get at that. What do you think? Boy, I like first half overs more than first quarter. First quarter, so many first quarters and seven. Even, I mean, you could literally have a situation where both teams score touchdowns on their first drives, and you can lose over nine and a half because of the time. Well, that's yeah. that's t- yeah. It but happens. We won a uh, Carolina first quarter this year because the they were on defense, and it was the the other team was at was like first and goal, and they let the quarter run out, and they started the second quarter on the play. So <laughs> why not? I mean, it, here's the question: Does the first quarter line? So let's think about this. Faz, you haven't seen the first quarter line, have you? I have not. All right, so look that up. I got you, Scott? All right. probably so 10, here, though. Here's my question. With a typical 10 and a half, um, or this line being 9 and a half, what would you guess the first quarter would be if there was no adjustment? Well, the 9 and a half doesn't matter. Oh, oh, oh on the side yeah. or the total? So, I'm talking side now. Because um, really, the most obvious three, way— to, Three. So you think it's three flat? Let me think about this. The first half's going to be six. It's— Three two m- point, plus 100? 2.9. Yeah, 2.9. So I got 49ers minus two and a half, minus 135. Packers plus two and a half, plus 114. 2.9. Okay, so that's 2.9. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying then the market's not accounting for the fact that in the first quarter, Green Bay has over 75% chance to get the ball. I agree with that. Yeah. That seems wrong, doesn't it? It does seem wrong. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's, that's when you say a lot of smart shit, but that's one of the smarter things. Like, remember, because I, when you said they took the ball with the coin toss, I was like, oh shit, that makes this even better. And well, I think, I, something I, think, I hadn't even thought of. So. I think, it, though, the first quarter is where I'd want to And now go. the little sneaky bet is that you might even look at one of those rare third quarters that you bet the, the buy team. 
Because obviously, if Green Bay mm. gets it, the third first quarter, Forty Niners uh. minus two and a half, minus one twelve. What's the money line? Money line minus two oh five. Forty Niners third quarter. That's the rare case. I think I'd lay the two and a half. Plus, these all could be in the same game parlay. Yeah. Right. Let's see if we can do that. Yeah. I, so, I bet they don't let you. Uh, I tell you this, out. they 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 tend we'll to. Out. We'll see in a sec. Um, so uh, I think we can. Let's see. Let's so try one. Put, and yeah. There, so I mean, who who scores first? Prop right. I can do this. I can yeah, do it's good right now. Right now, I can do a same game parlay: Packers plus two and a half in the first quarter, 49ers minus two and a half in the third quarter is plus two seventy four. Yeah, let's do that. That's you like that. Well, well, think about it. I think this sounds the like Pac- our same game Packers, parlay. Pod. If, if the Packers yeah. win the first half, the first quarter, they're more likely to be hanging in there or winning at half, which makes the San Fran second half line going to be juiced, which means the third quarter line is going to be juiced. It's a good point. All right, so and, and that payout is right around even money. I mean, meaning it's a it's a normal two team payout. Yeah, right? it's good. Wow. All right. So let's do this. We'll put a pin in this one. We have a separate pod that we're going to go over the same game parlays. But finish your point, AJ. Uh, Oh, by the way, what was those stats for the the Colts and Wentz? uh, Carson Wentz was 10th in the league in QBR. Uh, And what was his touchdown versus interception? Uh, 20 to 6. He's just hated. He's a perfectly good quarterback. Well, yeah. no, the next year he was 31st in QBR. He was a total train wreck. Yeah, but the quite, I mean, for the Washington Redskins or former Redskins. Uh Who hasn't been? Who hasn't been? (laughs) Um, But finish your handicap. Uh, I I think what Scott said is right. Like the way Jordan Love's looked the the last few last half of the season is incredible. He mentioned that these two offenses are first and second in EPA. The two defenses in that same time frame, like since week nine, nineteenth and twenty sixth. So I know everybody talks about the San Francisco defense is so great. It's been below average for the second half of the season, and the Packers are obviously just bad defensively. I just had a, a, an epiphany. We could do a first quarter over with Green Bay in a way that the two and a half becomes vi- – I mean, like if we figure Green Bay gets a touchdown on their first drive, it guarantees the – You win. It, yeah, almost. Gar- well, I guess you could still be seven. The, 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 the Green Bay win. The, the Green Bay win is guaranteed. And now San Fran's more likely to be to score. Aggressive. Yeah. So, boy, can you look at that two teamer? Is is over first quarter? Green Bay first quarter. Mm-hmm. What's that pan? Plus two ninety two. Yeah, I like that. Jeez. God darn, I like these bets. Oh, I, finish up. Just one more thing on the total. The Niners' totals at home are five and three to the over, which isn't a, a huge swing. But the three unders were by a combined two and a half points. So when it goes under, it's barely under. When it goes over, it's been way over. That's San Fran this year. Yep. Do me just look at San Fran the last five years at home. I'm just curious because okay. I know for we used a long to talk about Levi. Yeah, yeah, because they, they they had sodding issues for a long time. Subterranean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Fez. Um, I got a bet I want to make against you, but let's let's finish up the handicap on the game. So really what we're saying here is this. And and I'm telling you this, I'll save it for the same game parlay. I'm looking to put together Green Bay winning the game straight up because I don't think I think it's is the tails. When I say tails, I mean if you think of a distribution, I think there's fat tails and and I think if Green Bay gets the lead, they actually it might feel like an even game. Can you something. query for me playoffs? Team wins as a 7-point dog. How, how they, often? How given they win as a seven point dog, how often do they, how do they do when they're a seven seven point dog or more the next game? Okay, okay. So I got my those theory 40. would my theory would be that they that they would do badly. I got those 49ers home numbers since twenty nine uh, since twenty nineteen, twenty two, eighteen and two to the over. Okay. So that, that at least it's not it's not pushing under at yeah. home. Like I I just want to make sure what I said before wasn't uh, inaccurate, which it slightly was, or more than slightly perhaps. All right. 
So, Fez, surprisingly, and it's a very small sample, but in the playoffs, if a team loses or wins as an over-touchdown dog, they actually do okay the next week, regardless of the situation. But it's a small sample. Okay, good stuff. So, let's let's be specific with our picks. All right, so I'm going um, San Fran. So, you know, actually, I didn't make – I didn't make any of these my actual official pick. So you can just say, this is my opinion on this game. Is that what I can do? Well, it's what we did last week is all I was thinking. Yeah, but I'm just saying it doesn't feel like an opinion is proper for how sweet these plays are. Well, they're going to be same-game parlay plays. Yeah, yeah. So tune into that. But I do think think Green Bay plus two and a half with plus money is good for the first quarter by itself. Why not hold out for three? That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of good stuff. I like... this is obvious, but the market's yet to speak on it because of that coin flip. I mean, in a weird way, if I told you, if you didn't know anything about this and you didn't know about coin flips, but you knew, let's say, soccer, and I told you, hey, in football, a team either gets the ball, you know, I explained the basics, and we think that they're, and here's the logic of Green Bay getting the ball is over 75%. You'd be thinking, no, you, you're missing something. Yeah. Right? But, and or the market's adjusted for it. But, we're not missing anything, right? And the market hasn't adjusted. Because they're just pricing it on the algo. They're not doing any of this. But shouldn't this be like the thing we're spending the most time? I mean, I didn't really put it all together, but boy, it feels like sometimes we look to give horse in the mouth when, yeah, there's a chance you can lose, but boy, to say this is 53% doesn't sound right at all. You're correct. All right. Sounds like Fez is trying to squash it so he can bet and bet and he's getting that 400K out. I just don't want to get nasty like, like, Text tomorrow morning. <laughs> From who? All people that work for you. <laughs> well, the, what, it will be me. What's the tech? If we lose a game or something? No. I, I'm confused. You're giving out very good information. I want to compliment you on your excellent, oh, excellent. <laughs> okay. okay. So, not, so not people that work for me. Handicappers. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. But listen. Mm. All right, go ahead. Your... <laughs> oh, my my five weight Green Bay first half team total over nine and a half, and my five weight the game over fifty and a half. All right. Next game, Tampa Bay Detroit. This is my five weight. Oh, I forgot, Fez. I got a bat for you. So why don't um why don't you recap the bat that that you proposed to me? Because I've been talking a lot, and then I'll tell you that I want to take advantage. All right. So what we did, RJ and I were talking about. Do we we like we were a on team. air for this one? I think. Yeah. Do we like we like a team to win the Super Bowl? Do we bet just set it and forget it and bet them, or do we do the mechanical parlay where we just bet that money line, roll it over, cash it out, and we still like it the next week? We keep rolling it. And what I said is that I was confident enough that RJ could handpick any team, and that I would lay minus three hundred that. After the rollovers with the mechanical parlay, he's going to, you'll wind up making more money than you will if you would just lock it in right now with the best futures price that you could shop. Okay. And the caveat would be whatever team RJ Pick has to make it to the Super Bowl. No, has yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Oh, they have to win it? Yeah. Okay. So the bet is I thought they just had to make it because then by then you could figure out what the money line would have been. Either versus... way. I'm, I'm good either way. I'll actually I'll actually go with that if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because so, you could you could still point. have the best no, number. No, that's it. You yeah. have a great makes, point. Makes sense. We don't need, Do they, they just need to make this. We don't need one. to speculate yeah. anymore what then the, numbers the two lie. payouts would yeah. be. That's a great point. So, uh, AJ. And this is shopping for the very best number. Along the, the uh, at sports books, not crazy. I think we agree that there's pregame does five books for yeah. the, uh, every week, so we'll use those five. And I actually think so. Remember, the bet ultimately is not if they make the Super Bowl or not, because if they don't, there's no bet. 
It's if they do, what would pay off more? And you're saying you believe that there's what a, uh, no more than a 25% chance that you're going to get a better odds on the bet now, the future bet. Right. Now, part of this, this might, this might be, I might be screwing myself here because I'm biased because I have friends that have access to exchanges mm-hmm. where there's like, like literally it's like minus 320 plus 315. Okay. So when they're, when, when they bet a dog, they get really good prices. But when we, yeah, but that's new. This new, these exchanges are newish. Right. But, I but, mean, the, but if we just take the same five, thing, right, you're but whole, if we just take her, I still think I'll win. Yeah. But I still, but if you just take the five top five books, it's going to be much more like minus 380 plus 300. It's going to be more like an 80 cent mm-hmm. straddle, which is going to hurt me, no doubt. Okay. So here's my rationale. And last week I made the point that if, and, and this is a point that, uh, that on the matchbook pod it was made. Uh, by Drew, who is a guy on that show, is if you're just looking for the team that you like to win and and beat some big underdog, you know, or you know, win as a big underdog. Okay, that's probably going to be captured fine, you know, in the rollovers. But if you're hoping for other teams, so let's say I think Tampa has a chance to beat Detroit, which I do, a real chance. Now all of a sudden, Green Bay looks a lot sweeter. Right, playing and the poster against. child, of course, was the NCAA tournament, where we wound up with, 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 with Florida Atlantic and San Diego State and all these crazy teams going to the Final Four. So the path became so much easier for all these teams to get there. So my best bet will be Tampa in this upcoming game. Thus, the idea of them winning, even as a six-and-a-half-point dog, is more than the market thinks. And if they do, Green Bay, if they do win, looks a lot better. Because uh, in the rollover, it's going to be against Tampa, right, as opposed to – against Detroit, thus that's where there's one element that I think advantage bet now. Because Green Bay is going to be a three-and-a-half-point dog at Detroit, and Green Bay is going to be favored at Tampa. Oh, that'd be interesting. When you think about this, have you calculated what Green Bay's odds change was from last week to this week? Um, I, I To me, it would only be fair to pick to start it at the point we do uh, make the bet. So is that yeah, sound right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I mean, that would be an advantage for me, I think, because here's you would have got a big money line rollover. Well, no, that would be he he would get that. I'm I'm saying it's the future bet. But I'm saying and this is why I think this is a good pick for me. And I actually would say this. I I mean, now and I'm I'm just betting the normal amount, the three. So it's not like some crazy bet. But. I actually think this is something that I'd probably do it almost at even money, and here's why. If Green Bay wins, the narrative is going to have things in such a different place. What does Green Bay pay right now? Um, 2500 What's the best number? I well, see 2500 plus 25 25 to 1. All right, so here's the question then. Right now, they're no big as 4 to 1, right, plus 400? So well, the, I'm not going to get 400. Um, oh yeah, Probably yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just broadly trying to figure. Oh, it yeah. out. Um, oh no, but you make a good point. Let's just do three, can, plus three fifty. Yeah, so plus three fifty means that. So, so now I got four fifty. Now they play Detroit. Okay, so if they play Detroit, I'll be fine because then they're going to be, uh, they'll be like plus one, uh, yeah, be like plus one sixty. So I'll win like eight. I'll win like seven hundred. So four fifty plus seven hundred. I'll have like, um, I'll win seven eleven fifty. Yeah, yeah, um, and they'll have eleven fifty going to the Super Bowl, and then um, oh, that's interesting. And then they play Baltimore. If they play Baltimore, okay, you know what? 
maybe I'm maybe I this is stacking up nicely. Notice how when I start with plus three fifty <laughs> instead of plus four hundred, mm-hmm. how much like all of a sudden I think I think you're going to win. Can you get uh, thirty still, to one at Caesars? What now? Can get thirty to one at Caesars. Yeah, that, there's going to be better numbers out yeah. there. Yeah. So so and here's my point. Here's the other way to look. I at I like it. the thirty to one. Here's the other way to look at it though. What happens if Green Bay? What happens if Green Bay? wins, what do you think their Super Bowl odds are going to be there? And I think it will be less than if you take the three and a half divided into the 30 to one right yeah. now. Right. So if that's the case, that tells you that we we gained by not rolling it over. Yes. So, all right, this is interesting. I, the fact when Fez already concede, not concedes because odds are they won't make the Super well, Bowl. Green Bay, my power rating for Green Bay was right around zero three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Now, now I got them three points better than an average team. So the, it, it's very eerily reminiscent. Remember when Green Bay with the the the, the when, when when they beat the Steelers? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I remember. Okay. I remember. And, and they and they weren't considered to be that good. And then by yeah, they by, were like by the, the second side, round. Yeah, by the second, by, by, yeah, all of a sudden they're laying three against Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? Yeah. No one no one projected that. Mendenhall. <laughs> All right, so let's segue into the Tampa. I'm going to let you guys. I got some, I think, unique ideas on that uh, game. So let I'll let who else has a star weight? Fez is four weight is on. Go ahead, Fez. All right, I'm going over the 48 and a half, and, and this really is. Whoa. Oh, so AJ, you're coming in with crossfire. A, beautiful. Um, I think this this the narrative was that Baker Mayfield was injured. All right, and that that was going to compromise the Tampa Bay offense. And having watched that game against the Eagles. He was so much healthier than I expected. And I think Tampa left a lot of points, frankly, on the board. I know mm-hmm. the Eagles couldn't tackle anything. Drop, drop passes? Yeah, but not just drop passes. Drop passes for Mike Evans, Hall of Famer. Like, drop touchdown passes. And he's not going to pa- drop passes like that again. Now he's got perfect conditions in a dome. And also, frankly, um, it's been a very low-scoring NFL season. The NFL's not happy about it. And I'm seeing in these playoffs, I'm not seeing any offensive holding. I am not seeing false starts, stuff that they could call they are letting go completely on the offensive side. And so in a fast track, Detroit's got a terrible defense, and certainly their offense extremely capable against Tampa Bay. I see shootout, I see over. Yeah, I see it the opposite way. First of all, Tampa's 12-6 and six to the under this season. This is the highest total in a Bucks game all season by three and a half points. Like this is a massive jump from the highest Bucks total this season. When these teams, well, let, let's compare it. So, what, what's the highest total, and who were the teams? Forty-five, Indian, Indian, Tampa. And what and, part of the year was this? Uh, mid-year. Okay. And it was in Indy, obviously, and on a fast track. These two teams played at the beginning of the season. It was forty-three and a half was the total, and the, and the game was where? Uh, in Tampa. Final score of that game was twenty to six. Both teams were zero for two in the red zone. Which this is what Tampa does. Tampa's the third best red zone defense in the league. And Fez said they leave a bunch of points on the board. They're the third worst red zone offense in the league. So those two things make for a lot of unders, which is why they're 12 and 16 so, under this season. So we should make sure that everyone's got their way of handicapping. And, and AJ's had an amazing run for two years. So it's not, the, it's not a run. He's established something that he's got a perspective that's really strong. In general, if a team has gone under more than over, you want to bet overs in, later in the year. In general, if a team is bad in the red zone, you want to assume they're going to do better in the red zone. Those are these are the things that tend to We even. still think they'll be below average, but yeah. but but like they won't get league, league league average, but they'll do better than they've done certainly year to date. Yeah, well, usually the baseline would be how you do on all your offensive plays. Yes. And sometimes there are tendencies that hurt you in the red zone or help you, but they don't usually result in extremes. You know, I go back to just the YPP and it's like the, the league average was 5.3. Detroit is a stone-cold-nuts-over team. 
So they're a six on offense, and they're below average on defense at 5.4. And obviously they're much higher scoring at home where on their fast track and the like. But if I look at Tampa, the, the perception is they're, they, absolutely that they're an under team. But they're offensively, they're average right now. They're Year-to-date, they're 5.2, and I think they're healthy with the receivers. And their defense gives up 5.5. I think they played a lot. of When you play Carolina twice, when you play Atlanta twice, it helps a lot your defensive numbers. And again, AJ, I'm not saying you're wrong as much as saying there's a, certainly other ways to look at those numbers. But yeah, no, that's fair. And on, only two of Tampa's games all season would have gone over this number. Like, these are – it's just – I get what you're saying, that, like, if, it, if it's under, 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 you want to play the over – I just think when it's three and a half points higher than any total that's been set for them all season, it's it feels like everybody thought, well, the Bucks offense looked good last week. And I don't think the Bucks offense was good. I thought the Eagles defense was just terrible. Okay. So my five is on Tampa plus six and a half, but it's gonna feed, I think, the over. Um, but here we go. I'll start with those points. Detroit's D looks like it's done better recently, mm. but in truth, go ahead. No, they've been torched. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think against the Rams, they certainly look like they did better against the pass. Like I, I, um, I mean, go finish your point because I have I have something going against the Detroit defense, and and that that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it looks like that they've been doing better lately, but I'm saying the underlying truth is that they haven't. But go ahead, yeah. you make your point. No, so I'm going Baker over passing yards is like my favorite play for this game. It's at two fifty three and a half. The last four games for the Detroit Lions look like this. Stafford threw for 367 yards. Nick Mullins threw for 396. Dak threw for 345. Mullins before that, 411. They've allowed over 200 passing yards in five straight games. It's the third longest streak in the NFL this over season. Over 200 passing yards. Yeah, but I'm just giving – I gave you the over three numbers. Yeah. But they allowed – the game before that wasn't as dramatic as this. But the the five straight games of allowing over 200 passing yards is the well, third longest allow- streak in the NFL this season. Five games over 200. Boy, that seems yeah, like – the average ha- quarterback's like 230. Okay. Yeah. By the way, they gave up 7.7 yards per play against the Rams. I still don't understand how the Rams lost that game. Well, the craziest the red zone. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, exactly. The, the, Three's bad. Seven's good. The craziest stat I saw off of that Tampa Rams <laughs> game after the seven minute mark of the second quarter, the Lions ran one play inside the Rams' 35 yard line. But but here's the thing. I think everyone here is trying to say, well, last week they looked a certain way. It seemed like they were good, but maybe they weren't as good. Okay, but the question is, how has that affected the line? Meaning, and and you know what? I think it has affected the line. Meaning, what would this, I don't, I mean, even what, what was the open in this game? I mean, we're talking about the side here? Uh, five. So we're up a point and a half from the open. I think if you would have project, if you say Tampa wins and Detroit wins, this is a lot higher. So I do think there is a tendency to be reacting to last week, where sometimes there's not, right? So, like, people are saying Tampa's at the top of the market. I disagree. Maybe at the top of their own market, but Detroit's higher. There's more froth in Detroit, the enthusiasm, than there is for Tampa. Would love, for instance, would love to bet Tampa plus seven. I know. I just I said I hate people that do that. <laughs> but what was the line? What was the line when when they played earlier in the season? What was the line in that pull game? Pull that up. Because I and you're saying so. Let's assume what a four. They're not in division. We'll say a four point swing for home because yeah, Detroit. What was Detroit laying three? We'll see in a second. So I don't think they were laying three. Because remember, Tampa started out two and up. We'll, we'll see. It was Detroit uh, minus three and a half. Three and a half. Yep. Three and a half total of forty two and a half. Okay, that's in, and what week was this? Five? That was week six. Well, I think Tampa lost four in a row at that. Can you look at Tampa's prior? Tampa was three and two. 
They were three. Oh, they were they were three and two after that game. So three and one. How was it week six? Because they had a bye. They had an early bye. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Let's think about that a second. And the game was in Tampa. Yeah. Yep. So we had three, and we get six and a half. There we go. Yeah, but I think three. Yeah. Boy. No Jameer Gibbs in that game for the Lions. Hmm. I tell you, that surprises me because but, Tampa has performed better since then than what we expected, and Detroit has. Eh, the, the Lions were four and too. one at that time. The Lions were like a hot ticket early. In yeah, the I think. I mean, they, they just beat, beat the Kansas Chiefs. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you do look at Detroit's defense. I think, though, some of the highest number or the scores aren't as bad as they might seem in that I think the underlying stats, one, the teams have been really – their opponents have been horrible in the red zone. And you could say that's great defense. And maybe some, but they've been kind of – there's four-point plays. We know it. The Rams, they had one extra four-point play, meaning a touchdown instead of a field goal. They probably end up winning that game. You never know how it's going to go, but they probably do. And so I think the Detroit resurgence on D, and as Scott, you said, with the passing numbers, not legitimate at all. But then if you look at the Tampa side on offense, the entire year they've been run, run, pass. That's been the main complaint of the analytics crowd. They run on first, they run on second, and they make Baker throw in a tough spot third and eight, third and seven. Well, they haven't done that recently. The last couple games – They've decided, you know what, we're going to let them throw. And they, their offense is so much more effective. Do you mind, Scott, um, do you, do you, uh, you're able to look up EPA? Yep. Can you look up just um, just say the last two games where they are or three? But, I mean, it's a short. it's been a short period of time, but there's been a quantum leap with them. So the run-run pass is no more. It feels like Tampa, at least there's more confidence in Baker because of that. And there's another thing. Tampa's D was really banged up this year. And, you know, A.J., we had some back and forth about are they really good at rush defense. Well, there were times this year they were a lot worse than they've been for a while. But lately, I mean, listen, shutting out Carolina, okay. But in general, the defense is healthy. And I think just from that Philly game, what Vita Vea was throwing people around. This is a guy whose health is a big yep. part. Anyone who could stuff the cush, the tush push is, is the man, right? Mm. And then if I look at Detroit, I'm thinking, okay, the D, like, like I said, not really resurged, no resurgence there. But this line feels – we talk about how sharp lines are. Well, if the game opens five and it's six and a half – how sh- I mean, I know that those aren't key key numbers. Or six is a fairly key number. To me, this feels like this game has gone from, you know, as Bill Simmons would say, the Vegas zone, that, that nether region between three and a half and six and a half. And it's clearly gone in. It only takes one more tick and it's baby seven. I think it's because of this whole D- Detroit story. It's a good story, and like, and, yeah. and there's a lot of square balls that like to bet on good stories, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, and I think they're distracted I, to I some think degree, so. and they want Detroit to win. There's so many people that really want Detroit to win this game. So, what do you make of for for my play for the Baker passing yards over the uh, kind of trash talk that's been going on this week, where the C.J. Gardner Johnson, the uh, safety for Detroit, makes a comment saying, "quote." If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group, meaning the wide receivers. And then Baker comes out and says, well, he probably just doesn't watch film. You know, Ooh. so the, like he says, quote, I don't think he really watched film. <laughs> and he adds, because he mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but he hasn't played a snap this year. He must be going off the preseason stuff the media was talking about. 
Yeah, I, I think here's the thing. Why is it that when someone gets hurt right before a big game that that team with the hurt player tends to do well? And I'm talking all sports. It's the emotional letdown on the other team saying, oh, we got this one. If ever you, if ever they feel for a moment, we got – because let's be like honest. Like in the NBA, like, like yeah. you, you've lost your ass if if you bet against like the when, when, when the star is out, like in the line. It just happened in the stupid – you guys follow the NBA? Like, so Miami uh, – Toronto traded their best player, mm-hmm. all right? And so money poured in on Miami and they got their butts kicked tonight. It's usually that first game. And to me, you can't think Detroit's not thinking – Boy, we thought we'd be dog, or at least pick them against Philly. Oh, we got Tampa. I think there's a little sigh mm. and be, of relief, and because of that, I think, or one of the reasons, I, I Tampa's agree. my best bet. I agree. You got anything else? But no hurry. Oh, you be think? Cool. Yeah. Well, it's asymmetric. asymmetric. Yeah, there you go. I well, believe we invented that. <laughs> you, you were talking about. You invented it. You were talking about the, de- the defense being poor for Detroit and. And Scott, I think this goes to your bet and your bet, RJ. Like the one thing that Detroit is good. Detroit's number one against the run Mm -hmm. in DVOA. Tampa doesn't run. They don't care about running the ball. Well, this year they they used to run a lot on first and second down, but they haven't as much late. Yeah, actually, that's the number I wanted. The um, pass rate over expectation. Uh, I can actually, um, if you can find that. If not, I got a source for it. But um, Detroit's going way up. Recently, in a way, oh, I'm sorry, check that. Uh, Tampa, Tampa, way up recently. Since they got rid of Brady. Yeah. So, by the <laughs> way, Fez, as we transition here, when you say, um, do I follow the NBA, I just put a winner in with you yesterday. Yeah, there you go. You know, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Because be, I think you did a trend. You're, you're fading a team on a back-to-back. It's a it's a back-to-back if it, both games are in Los Angeles. And, and, and that's the thing. They get distracted in uh, between. So they go out partying. That's the so, theory. So, so, so the, the, market doesn't, the market doesn't like back-to-back teams, but the market's like, oh, but if it's back-to-back in the same city, it's fine. It's not really a back-to-back, but... When you know what, when you're used to cold weather and the like, and then you you get to go Plus out. Plus, these guys. I mean, the think about it. Miami and L.A. and New York are the three places these guys, uh, like from Oklahoma City, for example, might get excited to say, "Hey, let's go out between you know after Houston's the game." Houston's a fun town too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but Atlanta's fun. Oh, Atlanta for sure. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, but Fez knows all the best strip club towns. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how about Tampa? When I went, well, I have to, I have to say, so no shout, NBA team, but it's awesome. Let me I, tell I you, shout Mons out, Venus, baby. shout out to Trans America President <laughs> Kent Callahan. Oh, he was the regional vice president in in Atlanta, and I was doing a road trip through oh, there. This sounds like Cedar Rapids. And I'm movie. like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm getting out of like HR meetings. I hate all the people in HR, you know, and the like. And then I go, they're to, stuffy. They're so stuffy. <laughs> Then Kent and his salespeople took me out to like the club in Atlanta, and I had the bestest time. I love the man. Now, have you seen the movie Cedar Rapids? No. Oh my god, you've seen it, right? No. I oh my gosh, no. We got a guest. We'll talk to you in a sec. Is this is a movie about the guy who? Hi, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen this movie? No. Oh, oh, you're saying hi? Oh, Kent's listening. Okay. Uh, Some someone's listening look, that knows him. I am sure. <laughs> look up the IMDb on Cedar Rapids. It um. There's a dude, what's his name, Helms, the real nerdy actor. I, I can't remember what his last name is, but he's a, you'll know him when you see him, but he's a real nerdy Ed guy. Helms. Ed Helms. Yeah. <laughs> and he is go. he lives in like some small town. He's the guy who got his his tooth uh, oh, in, in the hangover. Okay, exactly. That's right. <laughs> and he's in some small town and they're having a convention in Cedar Rapids. So he's so excited. And he, 
<laughs> I, see, I see the explanation here is pretty funny. He's got like a neck pillow on. <laughs> it's, it's, it says insurance agent Tim Lippy yeah, yeah. is a sublimely naive. Uh, he has never stayed in a hotel. He has never flown in a plane. He has never even left his tiny Wisconsin hometown, chosen to represent his company at a convention in Iowa. Tim meets three veteran attendees. So we're, we're, set him on a course gotta, of life-altering C- weekend. It's called Cedar Rapids. You got to the first the first sentence on Wikipedia. <laughs> the, imagine this being Fez, like when he's young. <laughs> Steve Fezzik, a naive and idealistic insurance agent from a small town in Ohio, <laughs> attempts to give his former middle school teacher, Mrs. Vanderhey, a promise ring after they have casual sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing you ever said. <laughs> it's actually Tim Lippy in, you know, rural Wisconsin, but I, it, it worked out. Uh, a little too much. It was good. It was good. No, it, I'm telling you, it, he walks up. I got to see this movie. He tries to play, pay his home. He goes, I don't have a credit card. I have traveler's checks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and this was only like maybe seven, eight years ago. And you know who the the, the guy who's the, Why did we all travel with traveler's checks when we were kids? Because it, it was either cash or that. There wasn't, credit cards weren't as big. So like you. Why weren't but, they? But, because they just didn't, yeah. and, and what, oh if you God. lost those, those the, the, you could get refunded on travelers' checks. Do you know why he? Do you remember why he was sent to represent his company? Yeah, it was somehow someone died, or or got caught, or or left the company, or something. Yeah. Uh, the guy died in an autoerotic asphyxiation accident, <laughs> and he believed it was like Tim just thought it was an, an unfortunate accident because the the reason he got this job was because of his Christian values, and he. <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. And, I got to see this. And it's uh, uh, Seymour Riley. What's his name? Uh, John C. Riley? Yeah. Who was in Step Brothers mm-hmm. is hilarious in this. I got to see he this. He plays a guy. I got to watch this movie. He's yeah. a guy that's been like through the war. John C. Riley, I saw a clip. Like It's like a 20-second clip I saw on Instagram over the weekend from Step Brothers. Do you remember when he he's burying him alive? Mm-hmm. And... It, it had on Will Ferrell's face. It was the Packers logo, and on John C. Riley's <laughs> face, it was the the Cowboy logo. And he's like, he says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "I'm burying you, yeah. but I'm alive." <laughs> I couldn't. I don't. It was 20 seconds, and I was laughing hysterically just seeing that. Maybe it's because I was laughing at the Cowboys' misfortune as well. But do, do you think um, losing your hearing is funny? No, I don't know. Uh, Why do you scream into the mic? I'm sorry. Why do you, he was excited. He was. But yeah. listen, that line reading Wikipedia was well <laughs> worth it. That was funny. All right, back to the game. See, it was four games. You can have a little fun. Back to the game. I think Detroit's celebration. And Fez, we were talking before about the uh, ticket prices. It just feels like things. This is. It feels like I can hear in the background the behind the music theme song changing. You know how things start to turn? This Detroit's been exciting. Feels like the downturn is coming. It's like they won their Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, when I was in third grade, we did the 20, the Roaring 20s. And I remember we go, stocks are going so up. So this was, this was contemporaneous? This was when I was 15. All right. No. I was, oh, I was, okay. I was, you, I was you, 11. You, you weren't. Okay. So and, you, and you we weren't just, there during the Roaring 20s. <laughs> 
And 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 so I remember we go stocks are going up, going up, going up. I'm wearing a raccoon coat. I'm sitting on a flagpole. I still remember everyone saying, and, and then I was the bad guy. I, I was like, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh dear. Like you knew it was going to stock drop. market crash, 1929. Fortunes were lost. I remember that's. I was the one, the doomsayer, and it kind of feels that this could be what could happen here. I I I feel it. I feel it. That's another reason my Green Bay bat looks good. <laughs> All right, anything else? I got your so pass rate frequency uh, over expected for Tampa Bay mm-hmm. on the season. It was minus one percent, mm-hmm. but in weeks eighteen and last week's mm-hmm. wild card plus seven percent all okay. plays. All right, now that's interesting. So the, t- thank you for that. The, and that was even in the game we think in the eighteen he was hurt. Yeah. Okay, I think and like you said, clearly he was, hurt. He was chucking it around in, in spots you wouldn't expect against Philly. Oh, absolutely. All right. I mean, here's the question. How much better or worse is Baker Mayfield playing right now than than Tom Brady was at the end of the year? Same. He's play, yeah, he's playing just as good. They showed the stats last week of Brady's last season. Oh, actually, they showed that. Yeah, they, they put Brady's last they were season. Side by side, last yeah. season in and Tampa it, it was versus, identical. Uh, like, Baker Mayfield's like Jordan, here this year. Okay, like Jordan like Love. Very, very close. 65% same yards per play. And touchdown Brady's touchdown interceptions were a little bit better. So what would Tampa be um, plus two if, if it was Brady at quarterback in this game? Yeah. Pick him. <laughs> I mean, so my point is... You know, we know Brady was a. Again, listen, Brady. Points of value? I think there's some value here. Agreed. All right, final game. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy one is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1. But I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Kansas City, Buffalo. Buffalo, two and a half. Fez, we're going to let you start with this. You got some. The- I got a four weight on this one, but you got some theory of how you can finagle the books and get it and, and get the best value. All right. So the line's two point seven. All right. I got a three star in Kansas City, but frankly, it would be an eight star if Kansas City was plus three. Now, how can it be so ridiculously different? Well, the reason is imagine if I told you the difference between a two and a half and a three is twenty cents. So it's like betting a baseball game. You know what? If a baseball game's plus one hundred or plus one twenty. At plus 120, it can be my biggest bet of the year. And at plus 100, it can be a lean. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's that big of a difference, obviously. And here's a line that is, it's been going back and forth. So there's been threes have blipped and they've gotten taken out immediately. But you know what? At two and a half, I would say the general consensus is people are leaning Buffalo. So I think here's a case where I'm not going to say a two and a half flat or two and a half to a flat. Two and okay. Flat. So I'm saying don't wait until close to bet this game because I think it could close too. But I'm saying just wait. And the second you see a plus three, lay a dollar ten, you run to the window and you go ahead and invest. Uh reasons being lots of good reasons. Um I like the rest advantage. I like the fact Buffalo's played six games in a row that they needed every one of them. And now Buffalo's got six days of rest, whereas um Kansas City has eight days of rest. I also don't like the fact this whole delay of games for Buffalo, snowstorm in climate mm, weather, mm-hmm. I mean, that wears on you, absolutely. You can't practice. You can't go anywhere. So they had a completely disrupted end of the week last week on top of it. So Kansas City got a bye week, week 18. They rested their, their key players against the Chargers. Then they had a you know the game last week, which was a laugher, easy win mm-hmm, against Miami. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo's had all these games. like They, they need like blood, and they've had and – and I know I said this last year, and everyone poo-pooed me, where there's snowstorms in, in Buffalo. I said this is a, this is a problem. You can't like um, you know have a normal week of practice. And it happened last week. I think everything points to Kansas City in this game. Also, when these teams just played um, – Kansas City was home. Buffalo, uh, let's see, Kansas City, I think it was a one-point favorite. But Kansas City won the stats. That was the Kelsey lateral play that got, um, you know, um, You mean the, the, offsides. the offsides play? Yeah. yeah. That's what we like to call it. Yes. Uh, the offsides play, where he clearly was offsides, and it was the right call. Don't bring this up. He, who knows what he's going <laughs> yeah, to do. Exactly. Cut, cut the mic. Um, now, a solid value with with, 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 with K. I only have Buffalo a half point better than the intangibles favorite, Casey. All right. So one of the things I've been playing with is – I'm looking at certain numbers for the season, the half season, and the last four weeks. And to me, that gives you a sense of trend line. Yes. Right Now, in theory, this was a team at the halfway mark. Buffalo seemed like a lost season or close yep. to a lost season. So, in theory, that po- the last eight games should be very much like a trend line up. Right? Because they, they won six in a row, yep. seven. All right. Let's look at these numbers. So the margin of victory, their average margin for the season was 8.6, and they have won by 10 during this time. Okay, so up a little bit. You look at – now their line has gone way up. Their average line for the season, 5.8, laying. They're laying 7.5 during this time. So they're – you know, if you actually look at it, the margin and the ATS margin is actually down. So the ATS margin for the season, 2.6, Buffalo plus – 
They're plus 1.5 the last four weeks, plus 1.6 the last half season. So again, if you and what I got is a color code here that if the last short period of time has been good, it's green, and if it's bad, if it's an improvement, it's green. If it's a downgrade, it's it's a a pinkish kind of I don't know a reddish kind of pinkish color. There's a lot more red. I mean, I can run through some of these, but do you have some numbers? I, I hear you nodding and stuff. Do you no, have some numbers? I, on? When you said uh, like the their spread has gone up, I, I'm surprised at that because the, in the in that six game win streak, four of the teams that they played have been playoff teams, like high caliber teams. So the Steelers are high caliber. I like uh, that. Yeah, uh, Steelers, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins in that six game stretch. So well, I don't know. I think one of them might be an okay team. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, the Dolphins. I think we've seen um, have been debunked, especially with their injury. The level of injury they had against Kent or against Buffalo was pretty bad. I mean, I listen. I was holding out hope Miami was still good, but yeah. But anyway, you can look at the lines, right? The lines the last four weeks have been average of seven and a half. And I think the real key is that they play two crappy teams, and they play terrible. They, they beat New England by six, and, and the most damning at the Chargers, they only win by two. So think about this. we got a Kansas City team that rests everybody. They win at the Chargers with their B team by the same margin that Buffalo beats wins at the Chargers when they need the game like blood. I mean, that's they, what better comp do you have than that? I mean, that's a terrible game against the Chargers. You're right. They, the Bills did play terrible games. However, the Bills have played well against – the better teams on their schedule. They are six and one against playoff teams this season. Five and two ATS cover margin of over seven and a half points per game. Well, here, here's the thing: they're favored as the better team against Kansas City. The question isn't have they done okay. The question is, well, one here's the question to me: if this game were played, well, see, Kansas City was down two in the mid year. It yeah. feels like Buffalo's been upgraded. What? Two and a half points, yes. two points since they were six and six. I'm not sure that's justified. To me, this line should be one. I think exactly. So there's not there's not much margin for error to take two and a half. But not not flat, three, but to take two and a half at even money. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's by definition. Exactly. I mean, I agree. Now, I also personally, I like the uh, I like the money line on this because let's be honest. Last eight minutes of the game, it's tied. Who do you want? God. I mean, let's. Th- I mean, let's be honest. Josh Allen's thinking, "Oh, not again." I mean, if yeah. they're if they're up by six with 13 seconds left, you might not feel too good. So, to me, this is one of the times. If you do like KC, I think you got to go. And I left. love that Kelsey's foregoed. I know. I know. We talked about him. Oh, he could be injured, but I, he's got plenty of money. So he sat yeah, out he week 18, have. and I think that really helped him. And he had a nice game. You know, obviously, in the, and he didn't have to tax himself against Miami because it was a laugher. <sighs> Any other thoughts on this one? Well, I got to play on this one. Right. It is my four weight, and it is the second half under, under Good for old the Kansas City Chiefs. Scott always we call goes it, under. We call it all faithful. Total is 22 and a half for the second half. The Chiefs have gone under the second half total in 16 of the 18 games Jeez. played this season. Their second halves are averaging combined just 14.7 points per second half. Now let's talk about their defense. They allow league best seven points per second half this season. But Buffalo, not too shabby, fifth best, allowing just 8.1 points in the second half. And in eight of the 10 Bills games in Buffalo this year, the second half under has come home, with the average being 18 second half points. These two teams played in December. They combined for 16 
second half points. Give me the under 22 and a half second half Chiefs Bills. Now, here's the question. What is the game state that leads Kansas City to these low-scoring second halves? It's usually they have a lead, Mm -hmm. but they don't have a gigantic lead. Well, sometimes they do, but they haven't this year. Tight games. Tighter games that they feel very confident that they can take it slow and be fine. To me, I think you look at the same game parlay with the under the second half with something like Kansas City – um, winning the first half, or maybe Kansas. I mean, you do agree if Kansas City's down ten, you wouldn't be betting under in the second half. Yeah, because I I think Mahomes will. Kansas know, City's the king of the score. score yeah, the they'll, have a, they'll have a. And, and they, they literally had an eight minute, fifty yard drive to end the game. Yeah, I want to see that's a tight how they did game. the Super Bowl too. Yeah, I want to see a tight game in the fourth quarter, a so field you, goal game. So you could make two bets if I'm not mistaken. You could go under second half mm-hmm. with the first half has Kansas City winning by six or less. And then you can do a second bet with Buffalo winning by six or less. So you really you're creating a corridor of 12 points that you think is the best scenario, right? Is mm-hmm. you, you don't want Buffalo up by a touchdown or more. No. And you don't want KC up by a touchdown or more. No. I think it was two teamers you could do half a bet, half a bet. I'm, I'm just, again, I'm always yeah, thinking. Let's check it out. Like, take a look at that. But, um, Fez, what else? You got anything else in this? I mean, yes, injuries. Um, my favorite people, sports information consultants, the SAC ratings. This is the one differential. Yes, yes. These all won last week, by the way. They went 4 0. Um, the, the ones that had a predominant. Had a, okay. Yes, but the problem is three of these four games don't have a significant difference, but this one does. So um, the average rating is about an 86, and we've got uh, Buffalo very injured at 81, and we've got Kansas City actually very healthy at 92. Now, That's a big difference. there was a couple of defensive injuries that are still o- open questions, right? That the injury happened last week. Yeah, and I, I think that like Terrell Bernard uh, is one of them. Christian Benford is the other. Bernard's one. the stud uh, linebacker. L- linebacker, and he's the green dot guy. Uh, okay, what's his status? Uh, I. I I doubt he plays. A high ankle sprain, very yeah. unlikely to play. Uh, and, and then Christian the green Benford. dots out. Yep. Yeah. How is this line two and a half minus twenty? It was three. Hall of Fame bookmakers at South Point had it for a long while. Oh, I might. Oh, I'd be interesting. The they're gonna. I bet they go to three a good bit, right? I think. I think they have to because they're minus two and a half, lay a dollar ten. So, so every. I mean, think about it. every single person. If if you're betting Buffalo in this game, there is no reason other than to go to the South Point and bet as much as you can on Buffalo minus two and a half, lay a dollar ten. Or the when they go the to three, yeah, it's two and a half, ten at the South Point <laughs> right now. I bet it goes to three. I bet if you camp out down there, you're gonna get a three. It's, Did they have an app? Yes. Yes. I bet it's good. Fez doesn't know. <laughs> wow. Do you think there's a reason he has four beepers? Uh, and... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, I tried to look at some same-game parlay opportunities with this. As you mentioned, I do the under 22.5 for the second half. My only options for the first half, there's winning margins, but yeah. they're but they're narrow, so it's one to three, nah, four you to can six. Make like four bets, and, no, I, and those no, four no. bets it's though too cool for school. So for they Chiefs, rob you blind. For the well, Chiefs, we can see what they rob. So here you go, the two leg parlay. Let's start with a tie. Mm-hmm. A tie would be plus sixteen hundred. This is added with the second half under all these numbers. And, and, and what is the tie? What is the tie by itself? Just, if there was no, because I, I want to get a sense of it. excellent okay. question. Tie yeah. by itself is plus nine hundred. Okay, so there. That's interesting. So they're saying there's a correlation there. Okay. Yeah. So now. Huh. Makes sense. Because it's not a blowout either. Okay. So now let's look at the combo of the under second half with the Chiefs to win the first half by one to three mm-hmm. plus 1,400 by four to six plus 1,600. I'll give you Slow the original odds. Yeah, for give it. the original odds on KC by one to three. KC by one to three is 750. And by four to six is 850. 
Right. And a two teamer on those two, 750 and 850. 1,400 and 1,600. Okay. So they're putting a little correlation in, but not a ton. Now, I, with hate the bills, the, I hate the 750. The though. bills is it's plus like, 700. See, by one to three, there's only one number I can win by. They have to win by three. So the bills, one to three is plus 700. Bills, four to six is plus 800. The parlay would be 1,300 and 1,600. Okay. The so the question team. is, if you played all of these, what would like what would be your cuz the question is going to be what are you putting up? But like so f- there's five units in theory being put up. I, I I like where you're going because like let's assume they're all 8 to 1, okay? Okay. So if I play four Kansas City, so I do a KC 1 to 3, KC 4 to 6, just bear with me. Mm-hmm. Forget the parlay. And then I say KC 7 to 9, and then say KC 10 to 14, and I say KC by 14 plus, okay? All right, so these this is the, all the possibilities right. if so, KC So I'm, where I'm going is that, and then I get five Buffaloes, mm-hmm. okay? I'm just saying I'll have like 10 equally likely possibilities, and they're all paying 8 to 1. It's just like it's like I'm 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 playing roulette on the first half of this parlay. Yeah, if if the odds come out in a way that we yeah. think is good. So let's say let's just let's make it simple. Five bets, twenty dollars each. So your maximum risk is a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The uh, minimum win is two eighty. Maximum win three forty. All right, and on a twenty dollar wager on twenty. Uh, so, but the theory is Buffalo can win also. Yeah, but the, I did. We no, are, I did all five. I, we are, so the yeah. question is, what's the odds? And this is them winning. No one winning by a touchdown or more. At Correct. Happen. It's either tie. What's one the odds to three of that? Four to six. Less than fifty percent. I think you could. You, I think it would give you a six to six corridor, and you give me everything else, and I'll say I'll take the field. Fifty-three percent. We're almost done, so we're going to do a time—not a time shift. We're going to take a three-minute break. I'm going to look this up, and we'll come back and end what, this. What, what do you think? We're back, and it looks like that because it doesn't doesn't look like we have enough in that corridor. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it looks like only forty-two percent of the time when two premium teams play each other is the it, it is the the margin um, of a At team that's plus or minus six or less. Yeah. Okay. So. Remember, there's obviously a lot of different books. So we agree with the general premise that the only thing that makes Scott's second half not good is a significant. You know, that's an interesting point. We might be able to get at this easier. Look at that real quick. Look at the halftime alternative lines. Because then we could just make two bets, right? One would be, and and usually the halftime alternatives are like six and a half. We could maybe get better, you know, because let's be honest, when there's not both sides of a bet, there's more VIG typically. Mm, Yeah. So you just want just straight up half, uh, straight up bets in the first half? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying an alternative line for the first half, which we would just bet. We would bet. Um, you would bet w- Kansas City plus six and a half. Okay. Yeah, Kansas yeah. City. Is that correct? Yeah, and then we'd bet Buffalo. Highest one I got is KC plus four. So the plus four is the highest you can get. Minus one ninety eight for KC plus four. And what can you get on on uh, on Buffalo Lang? Buffalo, I can do minus four is the highest, or as low as plus two and a half. All right, so that's not enough of a corridor, is no. it? All right. You know what? I'm going to predict at some point in the next five years, it's going to be the point with any of these you can just move it. Uh, like if you want to, oh, you want to see between six and six, here it is, and it's going to give you yeah, odds. Yeah, you, you can already do that with Pinnacle, like yeah. you know, where they just scroll it up and down. Give I mean, that's specifically, though, with um, the, the, the spread on the right. game. I mean, I think if you want to say, okay, I want to go over Cooper Cup over 78 yards, they'll, yeah, they'll price I, it for I, you. I agree. That's going to be fun. Something to live for, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe mix in a salad. No, I'm just Whoa. Ah, I'm just, no, 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 no. I, I, I just, as I was thinking about it, that's Oof. something to live for. I looked over and I thought, well, you know. AJ, when was the last time you had a salad? Because <laughs> I was. Probably, I was, 
<laughs> Probably two weeks ago. Because okay. I was watching a Seinfeld episode and, and like oh the big salad. It, it, it was the big salad. And <laughs> this was the Kenny Rogers and and, and like he's he's like that, that sign. What is this broccoli? This is for Newman. Newman, I want to see you eat that broccoli because you don't eat broccoli. <laughs> I think Newman used to get fat shamed, right, AJ? I would say so. That wasn't fair, but he no. was not. Only he believe me, he did not mind. He, he saw that as like a. Um, a sign of prosperity, I believe. You ever see Schindler's List? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Remember, though, we do have the same game parlay pod. Is it me or we were like real close last week to Monster? Uh, if you would have, if you're, you're <laughs> uh, Scott and I's got messed up once the game got moved and the weather was better. Like it was. It, so you, you mean your guys weren't good? It was no, no good. No, it's because my my play was. Was, right. Everything was weather based. Way. Supposed to be fifty mile an hour. Away. Yours, everything hit. If you had taken, you, if you would have taken Rams plus the points instead of Rams money line, it would have won. It would have won. So you were one point away from winning. And it, it we were it paid pay- ten to one. Fast. It probably would have paid eight to one if you would have taken the points. And Detroit cheated. They held like Puka Nagua, yep. and they didn't call it. Well, this if there's anything that points you to this weekend, check it out. It's a separate pod. And we'll be back next week with the final four. Oh, we got to recap. Gotta, oh, recap. And we got to play on the, from the way hitman, out the yeah. door. Uh, my five weight is Green Bay first half team total over nine and a half. My four weight Baltimore first quarter minus two and a half. My three weight under Tampa Detroit 48 and a half. Jeez, you got any like uh, in the eight minutes between the second quarter? There's as long as they're wearing red jerseys. Two timeouts. Fez. My five weight is Baltimore minus nine and a half. My four weight Tampa Bay Detroit over forty eight and a half. My three weight is Kansas City. We are going to wait the second. You see a plus three lay a dollar ten maybe at the South Point. Bet that immediately. But we got to track it. But for if it this. never I, appears, hmm. we're going to bet plus two and a half right before they kick off. All right. So this is fair. But what you're saying is, see, you can't say if it hits. Tell us the time you want us to grade you. No. I refuse. If it <laughs> you become, gotta be great. We've becomes, done this all season long. If it becomes widely available at several books, we graded me at plus three. If it never does, we grade me at plus two and a half. That's fair. No, it's not. It's fair. Fez, but think about that. Who would ever make a bet at a current number if I could have an if then? RJ. The, and the worst number is the number I currently have. RJ, but your I'm, four way play is on who? But I'm not telling. But I'm telling them the buy price on this. It's it's it's, it's, it's no different than me calling my stockbroker and saying you're going to bet you're you're going to invest in Kansas City. I, I still just because I have Kansas City plus two and a half doesn't mean I'm going to I'm going to cheat my audience. That's what I'm saying. You're taking it's your four weight at two and a half. Fez isn't willing to take his three weight at the same number. It's no. I mean it's a but but I do think there's a way we can let Fez risk something. Here's the thing: if it hits three and a half at multiple books three. for. Or three, multiple books for a half hour, let's say. Fine. We'll give it to you. But whatever, it cl- if you don't get that, you get to close. Exactly. No, that's not what you said. You said give me two and a half. If it's not, I misspoke. you get to close. I get, I get, if we have not executed the order, if, if the game closes, pick them, I get pick them. All right. That that's, is That's fair. more fair. That's fair. You know what? I'm just going to piggyback Fez on that one. I'll take <laughs> Oh, the- <laughs> come on. But we won't make a habit. Where'd of the it. balls right. go? Yeah. How about, how about, being, being dumb is how, how about forget the ball? I can't use another F word or get fined, I think. <laughs> but um, how about just investing correctly? That's the way to play. 
Go ahead. All right, my five weight is on Green Bay, San Francisco over. I mean, if it's 49 and a half, I'll take it as a five. No, it's a 50 and a half is the number on Green Bay, San Francisco over. My four weight is the second half under 22 and a half in the Chiefs-Bills game. My three weight is laying the wood with the Baltimore Ravens. And my opinion on Tampa Bay, Detroit is Baker Mayfield over 253 and a half passing yards. Now, maybe I'm old school, but I got two sides here, you know. I've got Tampa Bay as my five-way, plus six and a half. As we said, Kansas City as the four. And then I've got, uh, oh, let me see. What is that? Is it the Baltimore? Yeah, it's the Baltimore, right? First half minus five I was thinking Green Bay was so sweet, but that's just an add-on. Baltimore, first half minus five and a half. And I do think there's a lot to do with Green Bay in that first possession. Check that out. All right. I tell you this. I like the logic. And you know what pleases me so much? Not one person said tease down San Francisco and Baltimore. I'm I'm so you know, I might just start a call, I might just retire and start a media criticism column of just sports guys or sports betting guys or gals. Because I'm telling you right now, you're gonna hear a lot of yeah, I like my uh, advantage wong teaser down. It's like Okay, you know, it's a seven pointer, it's a minus 170. And it's like, but they won't even say it's minus whatever. <sighs> I, I bet a non advantage Wong teaser this week. Congratulations. I didn't mention it because I knew Fez would make fun of me and tell me I'm the biggest. What, what dumb. was it? It was the Packers and the over in that game. So oh, I, I don't like that at all. I teased the total down to four. I would, but listen, right. if you want to do non advantage teasers, I'll book it. All right. I, I got. I got to chime in. Here's why. It, I know. I don't want to say the word. I'll say. It's, here's why it's stupid. I know. Because, Just say square. No, stupid. Because you could. There, the, the, there's a a plethora of options. You can play the teaser on the total, and you can bet it minus two ten. So why lay two eighty? So explain on, that. So what happens on an alternative teaser? They'll move the line like six points in each direction on the San Francisco total. Mm-hmm. So they'll so they'll make it uh current total is fifty and a half. So you can play over under let's say you want to go um you want to go over AJ? Yeah I did forty four and a half. Okay so if you so at over forty four and a half? I don't, yeah. six points. You didn't even get the key but you didn't even get the key number of forty four? So over forty four and a half. I got the key number of forty five. By example you can't get on, every key number. By example on the alternative total you're gonna be able to bet that like at worst minus two twenty. So why would I ever like put that slide that into the second leg of a teaser and pay an extra sixty cents. Do you want to you want to play a baseball game that's lined at minus two twenty? You want to bet the Yankees minus two eighty instead of minus two twenty? Right, I right. want to lay two twenty. Right. So first, here's the thing: AJ, who has the best record in the last <laughs> two years, is still learning when it comes to the execution side of it. And you know what? There's a lot of big batters that are not good at that. I think you're making you're the one of the best in the world, the best public guy in the world at it, Steve Fezzik. Two-time Super Contest champion and a part of the surviving winning team, a survivor. I'm getting the jacket. What, what, what? I'm getting the survivor jacket. Oh wait a minute! How many? So they're letting? Is that just because you're like Steve Fezzik pregame.com? You get special treatment? No, it's because I paid the seven hundred dollars for it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, okay? What's the jacket like? It's like the same as everybody's other's jacket. It's like the the survivor jacket. It's the so Steve's the other guy in high school. But what's that's the like jacket? Paid, I don't know. What... Paid for a Letterman jacket. It's got, it's got like Circa Survivor winner. There's no football in it. There's just a book. Yeah. On it. I tell you this. You I can to get, get you one of those for about eighty bucks. You know what? You need to get. I know. Yeah. You, you know. You need to. You need. You need to get a check for, from Circa showing you were part. You know of the Survivor team. 
And then I you was. bring it to where? I wear it to the, the annual. The dry cleaners? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to wear it to, to the Circa. No, but what I'm saying is where, who do you have to show that proof to? The maker of the jacket? You, you, it's just something like like there's five guys. There's five or six guys wearing jackets at Circa at their award ceremony on, on Friday night. <sighs> I want to wear a jacket. <laughs> I'll, now, I'll pay for it. You know what Steve's going to be like when you do something, AJ, that he doesn't like, it's not sharp enough. He, he might be like Pat Riley, come in and take his two Super Contest rings. You got those, yeah. right? And put them on the table. Warranted. And, then take his, and have his jacket on and say, this is the way we do things I know. here. All right. You know that best commercial, there's a guy with two World Series of Poker. He's got two bracelets. And he's like, these aren't, it's like Eric, he's talking to Eric Seidel. He's like, these aren't easy to win, man. And then Seidel is like, nine of them. Yeah, but in your case, you could be the one that comes in and trumps. Yeah. I just got fatigued. <laughs> I don't know what caused it. I will say this in closing, and Fez will take us out. I like the way we're going into these derivatives. Because it's not just, I like the over. Oh. It's the game state stuff. Go ahead. You didn't give your three weight. Oh. You no, know, I did. Baltimore minus, minus five, five and a half. half. First half. Oh, First okay. half. All right. So before we go, next week we'll dig into the idea of how these derivatives can help you. Because let's be candid. You're thinking, well, maybe I only bet sides. Well, one, I think that you're behind the times. Even if you don't do same game parlays, which can be dangerous because – you got to know, I don't even about know, I'm learning, but you got to try to understand the correlations and what they're charging you. But I think that's the future. I mean, my sense of the handle on just sides is it's going to be like 10%. I mean, think about it. the Super Bowl is like 60 40 props now. I think a normal NFL game is going to be at least that within two years, if it's not already. Mm. What think, do you guys think? I think the betting exchanges are going to kill the, the, the books eventually. Well, but that, that's never happened. Back when Matchbook or Betfair was easily available, people weren't you. People don't understand. I mean, maybe with the biggest betters, but I think what we've seen, who, what book is doing anything nationally that doesn't cater to the recreational better? None. Meaning that FanDuel. But all it's going to take is and, for one big betting exchange to get all the big betting action, all of it. And, and I don't. I, I think it will get a majority of it because it's good. But under that theory, Pinnacle would get all. I mean, back 10 years ago, how did Chris never went reduced juice once? That's or hard, right? I mean, there's something about knowing your. I don't, listen, I like reduced. It's one thing to lay 105, it's another thing to lay 101. No, it's about, I mean, if anything, have you ever met a price conscious better that would say 110 to 105 doesn't matter to me, but 105 to 101 does? Yes, many. Well, Many. Then they're not price or conscious. I mean, Jesus, are you serious? Remember, Beck can you remember Beck can, right, out of Australia? Yeah, can. Minus one. Can Beck? Yeah, Beck can. I like oh, that. They did get canned. <laughs> but they were minus 107, yeah. and people loved that. They did. So you're saying 105 wasn't good enough? Better. <laughs> exactly. All right. My Baker prop just went up two yards. Well, someone, you know, th we have that private stream. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. There yeah, was only one person here. Uh, Hogan went, Hogan went like, but let me see that phone. <laughs> but, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. It would have moved the other way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to throw to the hitman. All right, we're going to throw to the hitman. It's so funny. This is the guy who forgets to tell me when it's happening. Now he's, but we do want to talk about our guest. Um, Thomas. Thomas. Industrial engineer. An industrial engineer. 
Now, I asked him, was there any filtering system? AJ handled this. Was there any filtering system? Like, if someone calls and says, hey, um, I work at Subway, it's like, um, no, you don't fit the profile. I mean, this was just who. So I want to say this. I don't care what job you do because I some of the smartest people I know are not doing any job that people would be proud. Oh, I have this degree or that degree. I'm serious. I know in your world, as of, of silver spoons, it's usually college degrees and like crested jackets. Is this almost like a jacket you'd have at a like a country club? Oh yeah, it's like purple, purple blue, <laughs> royal purple blue. It's like a master's jacket. But, but how Green are they? Jacket? Yeah, like a Hall a, of Fame jacket. But it's not a Hall of Fame jacket. No, it's just it's. It said he was. Yeah. Uh, he had fourteen percent of one contact. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you only get like do you get sleeves with? <laughs> That's like the tr- that's like the tr- that's like a trainer of a team buying his own like get, yellow Hall of Fame jacket. You get sleeves. He actually looks upset right 15%, now. Fifteen percent, you only get sleeves. <laughs> but you know what? Considering the fact he doesn't have anything, in a way, it's a lifetime achievement award. Is how you're thinking of yeah. it, right? Can you have him in script something about your super content? I already, I already, I already upgraded my like my my bio like uh, <laughs> my, my my lifetime contest wins. Oh like, no, that makes boom. sense. Oh, yeah, right. And I will say this. You probably don't get the credit you deserve for, I mean, listen, everyone that's ever walked the earth, you're the only person to win two super contests or, or two of the major contests, meaning either the Circa Millions or the super contest. To me, that deserves to be like, hey, this is, um, I don't want to say Ric Flair with 14 or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, like, think about it, like Jerry Rice, the way he's talked about his pedigree. That's what, really, that's what you deserve. You don't get that. So I guess it kind of excuses him making this fake jacket up. Who does the jacket? Who makes it? So this is interesting. <laughs> so like we 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 get our picture in front of the check, okay? And uh, we you sit- and the, is there any other part? How many people are there? Three, three of us. Greg, Spooky Express. I got his pen right here. <laughs> okay. He was an investor, and I was an investor. Right? And then we sit down, and then this guy comes out, and he's got a tape measure. And he like puts the tape measure around my torso, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" It's like I'm measuring you. I'm like, "Oh, for, for you get," he says, "for your jacket." And then so I'm like, "Great!" And he takes all so the measurements. So did, did they tell you about the price of it? Oh yet? no, no. Okay, okay. And then he says, "And then I'm going to need a credit card." <laughs> he doesn't even. He doesn't even, <laughs> he doesn't even tell me how much it's going to cost. You, you know, and Steve, then Spooky orders one, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Wow, Spooky's going to get one. I'm going to get one." I got a bigger get, share than You were getting one regardless. Yeah. When are you going to wear that jacket? I'm once a year. Uh, whenever you circa. start, he's going to have it here whenever you're bragging about something. I'll wear it in the South Point. <laughs> now, <laughs> say hi to Chris. Now, I got one thing to tell you, then we got two recorded picks. Just one. I thought we have two. Just Uncle Dave. I was wrong. I about to hit, man. It was only Uncle Dave. So you don't have, you don't have any of this straight? I, no. I misread the email. You struggle with reading comprehension. Did you ever take your SATs? Uh, ACTs. <laughs> AJ is 61, 31, and 2. 66.3% up 82 units. One last, Does he have a jacket? One last thing, though. If you have any poetry or short stories, I can get them published. It's a, it, I saw it in the back of Rolling Stone. It's, a, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. How much is that going to cost? <laughs> Just give a credit. I just need your credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, is this like the Charles Atlas, you know, of like nutrition? No, bars? you've heard of Vanity Presses, right? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. All right. So we got some pick coming up. That AJ, from if one AJ, of our if AJ, it's from Dave Esler. If AJ said it, it means it's opposite of that, except for the picks, apparently. 
Fez, take us out. Hey. Hey. Be careful out there. 48 regular. I bet the Packers plus six and a half points in the first half. Part of this is a math problem for me. If I were to take them for the full game, I'd be getting 19% of the projected points. If I take them in the first half, I'm getting over 26% of the projected 24 and a half points. Look, Mike Shanahan said, and a lot's been made of it, that they started prepping for the Packers in the second quarter of their game against Dallas. First off, they were prepping for both teams prior to, and now he's had a two-hour head start. Big deal. The Niners haven't played a meaningful game in three weeks, and if there's rust, it'll be early. Even if there's not rust, Green Bay is second behind Houston in first-half points over the last three games. Over the course of the season, the Packers are the third-highest-scoring team on the road, period. Over their last three games, Green Bay is only allowing 5.3 first-half points per game. On the season, they're 10th at just under 10 points per game, and on the road this season, they're fourth in first-half points allowed. I know what the season-long matchup stats might say. Those same stats said Dallas would be playing the 49ers this weekend. They're not, and I'm betting the Packers plus 6.5 points in the first half. 